Boo all you want, you dumb, worthless, fat pieces of shit. We're not even on TV yet. Boo all you want. I don't give a fuck. Oh, you don't like my language? What's the matter? Is it because we got some kids in the crowd? Yeah? Maybe if we weren't in Texas, they would have been aborted like they should have been.
I hate you. I hate you. I don't even know you, and I hate your guts. I hope all the bad things in life happen to you and nobody else but you. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. I knew it. I love when he does that. Well, once you hit rock bottom, the only way to go is up. So, so good luck. Okay, good luck. You say rock bottom, but like, it just seems like things keep getting worse. What what is rock bottom? Who decides what's the bottom of all this? I mean, seriously, you go okay. Today is Friday, and I woke up in Cleveland, and I'm going. How much worse can it get? Don't me down, you piece of shit! Shut your mouth! Look at me, Tony. Look at me. I want you to fire me. You fucking mark! Fire me! Fire me! How you think they gonna feel when they introduce your boys as the new WWE Undisputed Tag Team Champion? I don't know who's. They might be cheering. Yeah. They might be booing. Yeah. Little kids might be crying. Oh, yeah. We got grown men out there crying. Yeah. But they still might be hating on the Uso. Hating on us. Why? Because we went out there and did what we said we was going to do. Buffalo, all your babbling is interfering with my machine. So for the next few minutes, please just do me a favor and kindly... Chelsea says I'm mad. Can you come to bed? No, I'd rather play with my figures instead. She said, can we be romantic and do things we enjoy? Oh, me and Brian Myers spent our savings on toys. Now I think my girl is gonna walk out the door. I'm only 37, but I look like 54. And Matt Cardona, you could be the man. But there's just one problem you should understand. You're the king of the indies, and now you're rich. But to me, you will always be Edge's bitch. You and Brian Myers, you act like kids, but to me, you will always be Edge's bitch. You're the king of the indies, and now you're rich, but to me, you will always be Edge's bitch. To me, you will always be Edge's bitch. To me, you will always be Edge's bitch. What it do, beautiful people? How you doing? Keep it moving. Welcome, everybody, to episode... 350 of the Hoots Podcast. Brother Carter, aren't people sick of us at this point? <laughs> you would think, Josh, that people would be sick of hearing my nonsensical ramblings um, and your expert opinions every week. But yet somehow we're still on the air. But Josh, man, it's been almost seven years of the Hoots Podcast. Isn't that crazy? Life uh, comes in full circle in a lot of ways, man. <laughs> yeah, now does, we man. Not only seven years of this podcast of Hoots, um, but I'm, not a week from today, but I think the 13th it was, yeah. So March 13th, which will be Monday. Um, right, Monday uh, 6th, yeah, yeah, I got it right. So Monday, March 13th will mark my 10th year in broadcasting wow. in, in media uh it's it's, it's insane but uh, welcome to the show everybody uh 
it, it, it's the same, man. We've been on a crazy ride that is this podcast at Hoots. Uh, we're on the road to 500 episodes. We're episode 350. It's like crazy how fast even episode 300 was uh, this time last year, you know. So much has gone down where we had Kevin Owens main event at WrestleMania. Brock Lesnar flipped the ring <laughs> at SummerSlam. That's right. That's right. Uh, Vince Meek Mahan uh, <laughs> had his stuff going on. We'll talk about him later on because people are tying themselves in knots over whether or not he's making decisions again. Um, oh, oh, a guy owns the wrestling company. Oh, uh, he wouldn't be behind the decision. Like, uh, anyways, we'll say that for later on. But it's funny thing about this: like, we've been on air for seven years with a mm-hmm. podcast that's really not um, catered or targeted to what you usually listen to on these type of shows. You know, <laughs> we're not right. breaking down every match segment by segment and talking about the booking ways we could go with this way or that way. You know, or, or that's not that's never been this show. This show's never been about um, dick measuring kind of stuff like that. You know, we're just two guys here having some fun. Um, hopefully, we can give you an escape from whatever's bothering you, good, bad, or indifferent. And right. I'm very proud of the f- stuff we've been able to accomplish on this show, uh, not only seven years, but we just passed uh, 700K on Anchor. Uh, hey, last week, that's great. Congratulations. Cool. That's great. So uh, yep. thanks, the thanks go out to each and every single one of you uh, who listen who, or watch this podcast for the last seven years. And shout out to everybody who's been a part of the show as well. Um, I am Josh. Yeah, so you can follow me. Go ahead, Brecker. I was just going to say it's it's been quite a history. You know, it's, I always reflect on the fact that the show started as the Josh Lopez Wrestling Podcast back in the day. And, and Adam was, was with the show. And you and Adam were a part of the show for a long time. And. By the way, shout out to the good brother, whatever you are, whatever you're doing, hope you're doing well. Um, and But now, you know, and Adam's doing his thing, and, you know, I've been fortunate enough to come on and as we became the Hoots Podcast, and we're just looking forward to many more years of this. So let's get it going. We have much to talk about this week. Shout out to Daily, of course. Shout out. <laughs> uh, like I said, you can find me on Twitter at the Hoots Podcast. Uh, make sure to... Like this video and subscribe to our YouTube channel so you never miss an episode. And also, you can check out our podcast anywhere you get podcasts from. Hey, what? Spotify? What? What? Podcasts? What? What? This type of whose podcast is easy to find there. Anyways, uh, we got Burke Carter. Make sure to support his wonderful musical adventures and his work at DerekStoughton.net. Or oh. .com, my bad, .com, yes, sir, my bad. <laughs> Minus one on your performance evaluation already, Joshy. Hey, let's add two, let's add uh, minus two with this take because get up still sucks. You are, uh, Josh, <laughs> no, 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 yes, no. yes, delete. yes. Delete, delete, just like we should do to Matt Hardy's career. All right. <laughs> All right, let's get this show on the road and start off with the Backports Q&A session. It's tradition here on the podcast. By the way, Josh, sorry, one other thing, uh, two things. Number one, glad to be here live for the first time in a while. I had a day off, so was able to record this week. Glad to be with you, and I was not going to miss the opportunity to be on a 
go-home review show for an AEW pay-per-view. I, I couldn't miss that. And I also have to give a shout-out to my significant other, my bride-to-be, my lovely fiance Ashley. It's her birthday today. She is not listening to this podcast. She's not a wrestling fan. Thank you. Yes. She is not a wrestling fan. She will not be listening to this podcast. But just, Ashley, I love you, babe. And uh, we're getting married in three and a half months. So, uh any support that wants to be given to the uh, pot, we will gladly take it. So yes. uh, we, may have to po- we, mo- we may have to post a link to our, our, our website in the show or something like that, Josh. So if people want to support yeah. us, we're going to need some help, especially this summer. Yes. <laughs> well, what do couples do when they set up like a list of stuff? What's the, well, called? Like- the registry? Yes. Registry, yeah. You, have to yeah. you can find our registry on the – You can find our registry on the – I just say you can search my name on the knot.com and you can find our, our registry. So anybody that wants to help us on, we'd appreciate it very much, especially this summer. Yes. The summer is going to be expensive. Yeah. Happy birthday, babe. Love you. Can't wait. <laughs> Happy birthday, Ashley. Um, let me just say this really quick. Cause I have you here. I know you've been via satellite, but I feel like we may be in trouble with Dave Matthews band because every time I put in satellite in the description, it reminds me of the Dave Matthews band song. Santa. Oh, that's a great song. <laughs> that's a wonderful song. <laughs> hey, listen, Dave Matthews. Dave Matthews Band should be. They should be honored that they're associated with the best wrestling podcast on the internet. I mean, come on. Yes, absolutely. The only podcast uh, that tells it like it is and tells you the truth about AEW every week. We are the only one. All right. Um. One thing um, before we get to questions, perhaps it's the last thing here. Um, I want to uh, send some thoughts out to our guy uh, Brandon DeHaze, who's lost, who recently lost a family member. Uh, Brandon's one of our supporters of the Who's Podcast. I just want to uh, send some shout outs to him and our thoughts and prayers go out to him and his family. So I just want to give a shout out to uh, the Who's there. Um, all right. Back porch Q&A session. As always, if you want to ask us a question about the world of professional wrestling, sports, or Maybe even waterfall sometimes. You can send us a question at the Who's Podcast at gmail.com. We start off as we do with the good brother Chris Zaletta at X Team Zaletta 24X. Throw up the X. Everybody put in the chat box here. Put throw up the X. And Chris starts us starts us here with this. What up, Boost? Here's some questions for the QA this week. Who do you think attack Nikita Lyons and Wendy Chu? Um, it's been five years. We still don't know who the person attacked. We don't know the people who attack people in the NXT, uh, parking lot area. Yeah. <laughs> That's still been anonymous even prior to, uh, NXT black and gold. So <laughs> your, your guess is good as mine. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's Tony Khan because, uh, he's always <laughs> these days. um, <laughs> oh my God. uh, I, it's going to be an interesting angle unless they have a new female uh, performer that's going to get some heel heat uh, off this angle. They're still attacking people in NXT parking lot. That place is, I don't know, it's more dangerous in professional wrestling, the AEW gorilla pr- position or the NXT parking lot. <laughs> How many oh, useless man. brawls did we have last night, Josh? Uh, I, I lost count. Yeah, <laughs> Let's right. move on to the next uh, question. Great. Um, Simple question, and Burkhardt, I'll let you start off with this one. Bailey, Trish at Mania, one-on-one. Um, that would be fine. I, Me, personally, I'd rather see a six-person tag um, with Bailey, 
Trish, and, I'm sorry, uh, with Becky, Trish, and Lita versus Damage Control. I think that's a lot more of a money match. Uh, and, it, and it showcases um, the great work that Damage Control has been doing on, on the main roster since they came back at SummerSlam. Um, I think they deserve that opportunity. I, I don't know if they're planning to do pre-show matches, but I would worry that if they did Bailey versus Trish one-on-one, then um, Damage Control versus Lita and, and, and Becky could be on the pre-show or something like that, and I don't think they deserve that. So, uh, I mean, if that's the direction they want to go, fine. But me, personally, I'd much rather see a six-woman tag at Mania. But that's just me. Yeah. Well, I I can be petty at times. I would love to see Bailey and Trish one-on-one just to piss off the Sasha Banks fans. But well, you know. Dude, I gotta tell you, you know what, Josh? You may have just convinced me that that would be okay because, but but don't worry, Josh. A, uh, Tony Khan's gonna pay Mercedes Monet an exorbitant amount of money here in the next in 2023. So. I don't know if people saw this or not, but there's a Twitter ad like a commercial hyping up Raw this Monday in Boston, and they <laughs> hyped it up like it was Sasha Banks, but it's for John Cena. You got to go see it; it's hilarious. They have all the Sasha Banks like like logos and fonts and stuff on the commercials going on, and do new new new. It's one of the best trolling ads I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Sweet, um, love it. Love it. Oh, all right, next question. Um, best match from No Surrender. Oh man, this week has been a blur for me <laughs> for a lot of reasons. But yeah, last Friday actually, I covered uh, my last Impact uh, pay per view. Uh, for those who don't know, I'm currently furloughed. That's why I put it in my little uh, description here on the thing. I'm out of a job, pal. <laughs> Anybody that wants to hire me, may, uh, hit me up at thehootspodcast at gmail.com if you need any uh, coverage of professor wrestling shows. Anyways, uh, No Surrender was this past uh, Friday night in Vegas. Very fun uh, event. Um my favorite match of the show was the main event, Josh Alexander and Rich Swan for the Impact World Championship. And if this is changed up a little bit, you check out Mikey James and Master Slamovich for the knockout title as well, which I thought was pretty good. Uh, man, Mickey James. She, she is literally the Benjamin Button of female wrestlers. She gets hotter <laughs> as the days go by, man. Shout out to Mickey. She is the GOAT. Uh, next question. Um, will you be tuned into the NFL Combine? Uh, Brother Carter, what's your thoughts on the Combine? I mean, probably not. Um, I'll watch some of the draft because I'd love to see one of the greatest sporting moments every year is when Roger Goodell comes out on stage for the first pick of the NFL draft. Is always one of the great moments of sports every year. Hearing him, yes. just, <laughs> hearing him booed relentlessly by the audience. So yeah. I will, I will definitely tune into that. But no, I won't watch the combine. I mean, if there's anything major that happens, all the major sports outlets will cover it. So, yeah, I just, I, I won't watch it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't. I have no interest in hearing Rich Eisen trying to half-ass the broadcasts and you know pretend that he wants to be there. Like listening to Rich Eisen's coverage of the draft combine, it's like like watching Rich Eisen during the NFL draft like on a Saturday where like it's like the sixth or seventh round and he's like can we get this over with like oh we're just hey, keeping hey. this along <laughs> if, if last year's draft taught us anything though any draft pick can make it in the league look at Mr. Irrelevant last year won seven games with the 49ers and might be their starting quarterback next year 
that is a good point, my friend. Uh, next one. Uh, does Jake Paul eventually join his brother in WWE at some point? Um, sure. Sooner or later, we'll have some type of tag match or something like that. The Saudi Arabia show or something like that. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. No, I mean, and e- or if even, like, I could also see him showing up at WrestleMania to being in the corner of Logan Paul when he takes on Seth Rollins or something like that. I could see that, yes. too. Bye-bye, bitch. <laughs> uh, did you hear Seth Rollins say that on Raw this week? <laughs> I missed that. No, yeah, because I... Yeah, we'll get into that in this week in WWE, but... Uh, <laughs> it's Seth Rollins and Joe. I'm excited for that match. They're actually having a face-to-face confrontation next week on Raw. Um, and it's going to be a right. good show. You got that confrontation. Cena's coming back. That's going to be a good show. Yes, sir. Uh, Johnny Wrestling against Finn Balor as well. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, five moves from you both that will happen in NFL free agency. Um, this is not Ooh. free agent related, but I, I I'm I'm so past the point of whether or not Aaron Rodgers is going to come back or not. Oh, I really God. don't give a I really give two shits, especially the fact this is a topic that's littered on that terrible morning sports show known as Get Up. That's the Shut only up, thing Josh. Talk about. You be quiet. I, <laughs> you shut your mouth. Uh, I don't care whether he's in a darkness retreat, uh, masturbation retreat, whatever retreat he's in to stimulate himself and his paranoia and everything that is Aaron Rodgers. I don't care. Make pick a lane and do something, man. But as far as me, I, again, free agency, uh, This I said it last week. It's pretty simple for me for what I want for the Bears. Fix your front seven because I don't care what it is. You can't win football if you can't win in the trenches. I, I You could say, oh, Justin Field needs weapons. Uh, you could get all the weapons you want. If the old line's still ass and we're still giving up 30 points a game, what does it matter anyway? So uh, fix up the front seven would be my first and only priority with the Bears. What about you, Brother Carter? Because I know you are, are a fan. No. I am a Saints fan, yeah. Who no. Yeah, who that, baby? Um, some moves in free agency. Well, obviously Derek Carr will sign somewhere. Um, you know, I, I think I, someone was making a good point about him going to, um, dolphins going and being with, with the dolphins. Cause if you've got great weapons and we don't know what Tua's status would be. So if the dolphins could pick up, uh, if they could pick him up, that'd be great though. I also yeah. think that the dolphins should try to find Lamar because if I, I, I don't know what's happening with Baltimore and Lamar Jackson, if somehow Lamar gets let let out of his contract and Miami can sign him, can you imagine Lamar Jackson throwing to Jalen Waddle and uh, Tyreek Hill? Like my God, that would be that would be crazy. But um, yeah, I, I'm not 100 percent sure. I know there's, but also like much like you, Josh, I don't care about Aaron Rodgers at all. Like, what has he done of relevance in the last five years? Like he got into the AFC Championship game, but. Well, Great. yeah, are we in the are we in the business of particip- uh, participation trophies or not? Correct. No. <laughs> um, again, I have to reiterate reiterate the fact that the last time he won a Super Bowl, I was a junior in high school. Uh, that was twelve years ago. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, uh, next question: Is there any match that slightly interests you for Revolution? <laughs> Great question, there, Chris. 
<laughs> uh, Josh, I can sum uh, up this answer with one word. No! <laughs> no, actually, it would be yeah. Oh, yeah, in this case, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we'll get into this later, Josh, but I, yeah. the one match that I potentially cared about, they basically ruined last night on at the close of the show, but we'll get into that here in just a little bit. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to go with uh, Christian and Jack Perry because I'm a Christian Cage fan. So Yeah, he, his uh, promo, he was one of the few bright spots last night. Uh, if I will, The only other thing on this, if it means that the House of Black continues to beat the crap out of the Elite, that would be fine too, yeah. But I have a fe- I have a feeling the EVPs are going to pull their EVP card, but it's just me. That's good. That match is going to be a clusterfuck. Um, <laughs> you need like two referees out there for young bunches because, <laughs> like, literally, we have a literal live, like, dead courts ref. <laughs> like, it's it's brutal. Uh, next question: When if we do we get Beth Phoenix versus Rhea Ripley one on one? Well, Rhea did say there is unfinished business uh, with Beth, so uh, depending whether or not she wins the title at WrestleMania, I wouldn't be opposed to Rhea having her defend the title first against Beth at Backlash or whatever uh, premium live event would be following uh, WrestleMania. Uh, so. That'd be my best guess there. If it happens, cool. If it doesn't, I'm still satisfied for what we got from their uh, Elimination Chamber match because that one was really a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that they could do it either at WrestleMania Backlash or, heck, I even think they could have it at Money in the Bank, you know, have a, a nice premium marquee match because they're doing that pay-per-view over in the U.K. So yes. I think that could I think that could be a good um, – that could be a great uh, championship match to have on the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Yes, sir. Uh, next question. Have you checked out Dax Podcast? Uh, Dax Harwood's podcast? Uh, I have. FCR um, with Dax is very good. Shout out Shout out to, to uh, Dax and Matt Kuhn, uh, who do a very good job on that show. I enjoy it very thoroughly. Uh, I love how Dax actually breaks down a match. and It, it teaches me a lot from from my standpoint, from somebody who like transcribes wrestling matches, it's crazy like how similar he was saying like what the moves are and how the sequence was going. I was like, damn, maybe I'm on on point with what I'm doing. So <laughs> it's cool to hear uh, you can see what he's doing, and he's a straight shooter man. Like me, man, I, I relate a lot to him, and he um, he speaks for himself, man, and. Um, it's very telling that they were not part of that second name is for the Burnham Battle Royal last night. Uh, <laughs> uh, their contracts are coming up in April. Uh, to Dax and Cash, I respect whatever you do. If you want to be exclusive to the New Japan, I respect that. Uh, but going back to AWs could do you no favors, guys. That's just my opinion. Agreed. You're, you will always right. be second. You'll always be second fiddle to the Young Bucks. That's a shoot. Well, um, will Theory have the U.S. title for a possible match with Cena at Mania or lose it before we get to Mania? Mania. That's a good question because um, there will be things on the table that you can do if you want to get the title off of Theory, right? Like you can have 
a ladder match for the U.S. title. Or you have guys that are not scheduled to do things right now. Like you could have Gargano, Bronson, Reed. Um, you could put Ziggler and Ali if you want. And Damian Priest could get his WrestleMania match. Something like that. You could do like a five or six way ladder match for the U.S. title. Let's say uh, uh, Johnny Gargano um, has a U.S. title match. With Austin Theory on Raw, right? Johnny Gargano, because the champion, thanks to help from John Cena, Johnny could go into WrestleMania as U.S. champion and defend it in a ladder match. You know, it's just an idea. And then you can even add guys from SmackDown if you want. If you want to make it eight-way, you can add, like, Ricochet or Braun Strowman in there, you know? So what's your thoughts on that? Well, two things. One, I actually don't mind that idea. I'd always thought, okay, it's got to be Austin Theory versus Cena for the title, but that match doesn't need the U.S. title. You don't need to have, you know, Cena doesn't need to go for another belt, you know, uh, you know, unless the only belt Cena needs to go for is the world title, so he can try Correct. to break Ric Flair's record. So I like Theory versus Cena doesn't need a, a, a match, and that's a great way to highlight a lot of folks if you put the belt on like a Gargano or. Or Ricochet or something like that. And let's face it, Josh, the brand split is basically over anyway. So yeah, <laughs> that'd be fine. That'd be a good place if he's able to go. Is AJ Styles? Will he be back in time, or is he missing I, Mania? I, I think he's missing Mania, which is unfortunate. Ah, that sucks. I was going to say that'd be a great way to get AJ Styles back, but I think either that could be fine. Um, speaking of theory, I really think Monday is going to be a big, a big moment in time for him. Like this is going to be a big lit. lit this test for him. I honestly Monday with this upcoming uh confrontation with John Cena probably may be the biggest moment of his career so far besides his WrestleMania match uh with McAfee uh last year in Jerry World. Uh just think about the pressure that that guy's gonna put himself through. Uh you know, having the opportunity to have a face to face verbal confrontation with John Cena in his hometown. Uh, you got to capitalize on opportunities like that. John Cena's not going to come back and want to work with somebody like Austin Theory if he doesn't believe in him. And, yeah, John Cena's a company guy, but uh, I think there is money you could do with Austin Theory. And uh, there's a lot of things that can be beneficial for this program with uh with John Cena, whether or not the U.S. title is involved or not. But I am really intrigued with how they're going to go about this <laughs> uh, this face-to-face interaction on Raw Monday. I, I really am, because it could go in a lot of different ways. Like uh, John Cena's had a lot of uh, really good face-to-face verbal interactions over the years with different performers, and they could go different directions. Uh, John can bury you. Or he can help you grow. And, you know, CM Punk capitalized on the opportunity in cutting up, uh, having a promo segment with John Cena in Boston. Um, maybe Austin Derry could do that for himself. You never know. Uh, I, I am curious to see how they're going to go about this um, this segment on Monday. And it should be uh, pretty good from there. All right. Um, next question. Um, do you guys agree that there is more to be told with the bloodline after Mania slash down the line. Sure doesn't have to end. I think you know where I'm possi- possibly going with this, especially with another Samoan badass baby joining the company. 
uh, in the future. Well, Chris, um, I, my feeling on that is pretty simple. No, I don't think the bloodline has to end at WrestleMania. I would not be surprised if Roman Reigns retains. At the same time, um, I'm I'm at the position right now where yes, I I think you know if it was something where the Usos branched off and they like reformed the bloodline on their own, but have Jacob Fatu be their main guy, like it's the Usos uh, solo and Jacob Fatu, you could do that. Um, but when it comes to Jacob Fatu, for me especially, uh, Chris, I just I'm like in a wait and see type of thing. You know, that's where my head's at. Uh, I have no doubts that Jacob would do good stuff in WWE because he's a good performer, but I have to see it to believe it, and that's where uh, <laughs> that's just where I see things going with, with that and how that's concerned. Um, but yeah, I you have a lot of different options you could do from there. Um, thank you, Chris, for the questions this week. Appreciate you, brother. As always, um, we move on here uh, as we wait the oh, officially wait the turn of Sir Royalty, <laughs> Sir Derrico. Um, all right, let's go to this um, next question here. I uh, got it right here. Our next batch of questions come from Mike at Made Event Swerve. Uh, make sure to follow Mike at Twitter at Made Event Swerve. Another good brother. He says, congratulations on 350 filled Usi episodes. I appreciate you, man. Uh, he says, I'm proud of you guys' accomplishment and glad to be a part of the show in any in, in any way. I hope we get 350 more and then some. There he is. Sir Royal. Sorry about back. that. <laughs> All good. Uh, he's, uh, we got Mike's questions here. Uh, he yep. said, uh, congrats on 350 episodes. Uh, appreciate you, brother. He said, here are some questions to celebrate and keep the back porch going. Number one. Who do you think will be the breakout star in WWE in 2023? Oh, man, that's a good question. Now, if he's talking main roster, I think it's going to be Braun Breaker. And I think um, the NXT torch is going to get passed to Carmelo Hayes at Stand and Deliver. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's going to be Brain, uh, Braun Breaker. From NXT, man, I don't – I'm going to go with Wesley, and I know there's been a lot of great stuff that Wesley has done recently, you know, and he's looked great. Well, it's either Wesley or Dijak. I think it's going to be one of those two is going to be a breakout star in NXT and start to go to even the next level, but that's who I got in NXT. I'm going to go with Montez Ford. Uh, mm, good choice. Yeah, good choice. Singles guy. Uh, so, yep, yeah, that'd be my pick. I'm not... I'm not NXT, it's always ever changing. It's hard to like catch up with what they're doing at times. So I can't really like pinpoint like, oh, this could be the next person. Like I can see something like you know Zoe Stark or Core Jade having a good run on the female side if they ever got to Raw or SmackDown. Um, but yeah, I think for me it'd be easy pick to go with Montez as a breakout singles performer. And if you want to pick another one, I'll probably go. I'll throw Bronson, Bronson Reed in there just for the hell. Oh, good choice. Yeah. Um, next question. Uh, he says, what match are you most looking forward to seeing at NXT Roadblock next week? Um, they're having a, a special event on USA Network on Tuesday. Um, 
That's a great question. I I am excited for Roxanne Perez against Miko Satamora for the NXT uh, Women's Championship. I think that's going to be very good. <laughs> and uh, there's a match that's going on next week with uh, Tony D'Angelo. How's the Gabagool? How's the Gabagool? <laughs> He's uh, taking on Dijak in a jailhouse match. I don't know what the hell mm-hmm. that is, but that sounds interesting <laughs> to me. Uh, and then they have... Um, the other one, they had Braun Breaker and the Creed Brothers taking on uh, Jinder Mahal and his uh, cronies uh, in, in this share. <laughs> the modern-day Maharaja. Yes, they, we must all give our respects to the modern-day Maharaja. Jinder, 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 Mahal, Jinder. Don't hinder gender, Chris Aletta. I'm talking to That's you. Right. I know you're Don't right now. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, J.C. Jane versus uh, Gigi Dolan in the final yes. battle of Toxic Attraction. I think that's going to be terrific as well. Uh, speaking of, about maximizing TV time, uh, check out Gigi Dolan's promo from NXT this week. It's very, very I saw good. it. It was very good. All right. Next question. Uh, I know NXT Sand Deliver will be a big deal for WrestleMania weekend, but do you wish Roadblock was a bigger deal with a bigger venue too? I, Apples and Oranges are still in the deal where the fact that they're doing they have specialty shows in the Performance Center and right. they want to have specialty shows on the USA Network, so that's really not a big issue to me. But I, I get what you're Thanks. saying. But honestly, they had their last takeover like show uh, a few weeks ago in Charlotte uh, for, uh, for Vengeance Day, so. Um, that's my thoughts on that. Yep. Uh, let's see. <laughs> this one's very controversial. Uh, this pitch clock in MLB is kind of a drag, though. Ending games on technicalities, better has to be, batter has to be set with eight seconds, etc. <laughs> um, look, man, baseball is their own biggest enemy. They get in their way more than any league out there. Um, uh, and I know Roger Goodell incompetent as a <laughs> commissioner and everybody likes to shit on him. But MLB, it's like, it, it doesn't matter where you try to fasten up the game. There's just something off about, about baseball. Because I remember as a kid, even like the late 90s and early 2000s, where baseball was still highly, highly popular. And it's not the case anymore. There's no incentive to watch it on television. The commentators suck. Uh, I used to be one of the things I used to get really excited for as a kid. And I, I, I'm sure my dad could attest to this. I was always into like Sunday night baseball. Um, I <laughs> Joe Morgan and uh, the guy who used to uh, call games for the Giants. I forgot his name, but um, I, I watch it on ESPN. I, I loved Sunday night baseball. I love baseball, but it, it's just not clicking for <laughs> for today's audience in today's society is not uh, I don't suffer with ADD or stuff like that not that there's anything wrong with that but this is the culture we're in right now <laughs> and right. They, they gotta figure something out agreed well, what do you think yep. about MLB yep. Mark Carter uh, you know, I'm not a huge baseball fan um, I like going to the games uh, if, you, if I ever get a chance to go to a major league game I'll go because the ballpark is a lot of fun um, so I would definitely yeah. do that. Uh, I got to go to a Colorado Rockies game last summer, and that was really fun. So, I, I mean, I, I don't really watch baseball on TV, and by really, I don't watch baseball on TV. Uh, I'll watch a World Series because that's the, the championship. I always, I always like watching teams win a championship. But 
But baseball just on TV just doesn't really do it for me. You know, it's just like you said, right. Josh. It's it's not clicking with this younger generation. This younger generation wants upbeat, you know, in your face aggressive stuff. They like football. They like basketball. They like really it's football and basketball are the two major sports in the states. So that's my thoughts on that. This is the one here. He says, "Where did the brand new Lions start?" <laughs> I must have missed that one. But is it crazy that their oldest player is twenty nine? Um, I think really that's quick. awesome. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, the brand new Lions is uh, for the Pat McAfee show. Shout out to uh, Evan Fox because he's the Lions fan on the show, and they have this bit where they used to call them the same old <laughs> Lions whenever they were losing, and now mm-hmm. they had a, a solid year last year. By the way, I, I still to me, and I have my bias behind it, but. My favorite moment of the NFL season that we just watched was the Lions keeping the Packers out of the playoffs. <laughs> it's still my favorite part of the football season. So um, the brand new Lions. Um, we'll see if that is a thing or a one-hit wonder. Hey, maybe they got we some nice. Maybe they got some luck from being on Hard Knocks. You never know. Um, yeah, <laughs> Attention, Chicago Bears. My Houston Texans really want Bryce Young at quarterback. What would the Bears require for the Texans to get the number one pick and get C.J. Stroud? Go ahead. You're the Bears fan here. (laughs) This is a hot topic issue as well. A lot of people are like, what are the Bears going to do? I kind of like being in this position. The Bears hold the keys to the draft. What will happen? Will they trade down? <laughs> um, if you'd like to offer us uh, maybe two first-round picks, maybe want to throw in Damian Pierce, maybe want to throw in um, Jalen Petrie, <laughs> you, <laughs> the safety you may want to add in there. Hell, we have money. You could add Brandon Cooks to the trade if you <laughs> if you want. Um I, we're we're open for business, pal. That's what I'll say. If you want CJ Stroud, give us those picks. Give us some good players, and maybe we'll talk business. Here's my I think, Josh. I think, and and Bryce Young is great talent, no doubt about it. He's gonna. I think he's gonna be a star in the NFL. But as we say almost every week on this show, you never know who's gonna make the transition to the NFL. So correct. And I think, I mean, what are the Bears right now? The number two pick? No. Nope. Are they right now? They're number one. Yep. Yeah. I absolutely think if you're the Texans, and Texans are two, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think if you're the Texans, you say, you know what? We're going to keep our roster as it is. We're going to take C.J. Stroud. We're going to take a chance because if what they would have to give up to get the number one pick, what if Bryce Young gets hurt, or what if he ends up being a Baker Mayfield and is a total bust? You know, you just yeah. You just never know. So take your chance with the number two pick. See, I, I've watched C.J. Stroud play. He's a good player. I think he's going to be just fine in the NFL. I That's just me, but that's why I'm not an NFL GM. So. Right. <laughs> but um, that's what I would do personally, but that's just me. Hey, man, shout out to the man, Lovey Smith, man. He finally won a big game for us. Right. <laughs> he did well, right but I would also say, Josh, 
I would also say the Bears should do everything in their power to try to trade that first-round pick because they've got a quarterback. Yeah. Hey, Mike Tannenbaum, stay off the weed. (laughs) (laughs) Goes to the next question here. Um, uh, Speaking of the Bears, Lori Lightfoot was defeated. Oh, wait. Uh, yes, Lori Leifel was defeated as Chicago Bear. Was it the stadium woes, or do you think it was something more? Hey, Soldier Field's been a dump for ever since it was re re-energized, and it looks like a UFO ship on the lakefront. Um, <laughs> or, I, or I call it the Jimmy Neutron ship. Anyways, <laughs> no, she's just incompetent at her job, whether it's the gun violence, how she handled uh, the pandemic here and trying to play the mean, stern uh, substitute teacher. No offense to teachers, but that's how she came off. That's her vibe and bravado. She just wasn't good at her job. <laughs> Look, I, I don't waver in one side of politi- politics to the other. I'm not, not Republican. I'm not Democratic. I think for myself and I just go by your actions, and she was just not good at her job. So uh, it was a good day for the city. We need some <laughs> because uh, Patrick Kane got traded to the Rangers the other day, and that sucked. And so, Mayor Lightfoot, you are hot. <laughs> Great. Uh, next question. What do you think about Brett Favre doing Pat McAfee? Who wins that matchup? Um, who cares? Um, Correct. <laughs> no, no offense, Mike, but I, Brett Favre is a stooge in a clan, so I, yes, I don't is. care. It's a shame that he's going after Pat, uh, but hey, man, when you're insecure, you make dumb decisions. So, uh, and Josh, just to, just to be sure, what what team was Brett Favre most closely associated with? Uh, the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> okay, just ma- just making sure. Yeah. So odds uh, like Pat McAfee like gets under his knees and gives the Packers blow jobs every season because Rogers goes on their show every year. I love Pat. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy, I enjoy the show, but he is a Packers sycophant. Anyways, it's just, it's just so odd that another Packers quarterback is <laughs> so stupid. Um, all right. <laughs> Who has the whiniest vocals in music that you listen to? That's an interesting one. Music. Why that? As a singer, wow, whiniest. I don't know. I don't know if I can answer that. That's because, like, That's it's hard. just you know, yeah. Each, each, it just comes down to personal preference at that point. And like, I'm not averse into pop culture and pop music, so I wouldn't yeah. be able to give a good take on this. But um, it, it really just comes down to personal taste. If you think somebody you think is whiny, somebody else think is amazing. So it's it's just personal taste. As with anything in the entertainment industry. Yeah, correct. <laughs> Absolutely. Whiniest. Um, oh, fuck. Um, Can we put Vicky Guerrero on that list? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> she's, she's awesome. <laughs> oh, I love I love Vicky Guerrero. Another, waste, another wasted AEW talent. Uh, Ex-condom. <laughs> he doesn't. Have, he doesn't have a whiny voice. Um, no. Chris Jericho. There you go. There's there the you artist. go. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> well done. There you go. Right. Nicely done. 
I get one extra point back. Now. Yeah, you get your point back for your horrible get-up take. All right, very good. Let's move on. Yes. <laughs> Random Latin music question. I've seen some huge stars starts to 2023 20, for Rosalia and Shakira, but who has the bigger year? Uh, I'm just going to go with Shakira just for experience. I haven't checked out the other lady, but uh, let's go with Shakira for experience. But that's a good question. Um, am I the only one who sees the Brock lesnar Omos match as really cool? I can see Brock doing an F5 and Omos landing on his feet. I This, this is a good question because this has been something people are like, oh, my God, I can't believe they're doing Brock and Omos. Look, WrestleMania is not Wrestle Kingdom. I don't know why I feel like I have to repeat myself every time he gets a baby season. Hey, guys, this is not Wrestle Kingdom. Not every match in the card is going to be 25-minute barn burners, you know? Like, right. That's not the thing. Here's the deal. Whether Brock Lesnar is fighting Bobby Lashley, Bray Wyatt, Omos, anybody, you're still getting the same Brock Lesnar match. It's not going to change. Right. Brock Lesnar, right. when's the last time Brock Lesnar, when there wasn't like no like no rules involved or window dressing and bells and whistles, when's the last time Brock Lesnar had a 20, 25 minute wrestling match? Daniel uh, in that Survivor Series? Ro- Roman Reigns? Yeah, or uh, Seth Rollins at SummerSlam in 2019? Like, what really? What's the last time Brock Lesnar had a long competitive match? Look, that's Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar's an attraction. Yes, you're gonna get you get more steam out of a three minute match where Brock Lesnar just beats the shit out of Omos and everybody's marking out for it, <laughs> just at the side of it, right? And then mm-hmm. be like, oh, great. Here's a here's an eight minute Brock match where it's suplex, suplex, F five, F five. Like you know the drill. So, really, is it really the end of the world that he's fighting Omos? Honestly, I give Brock props for having some self-awareness. Him against Bray Wyatt right now would not work. No, I agree. It would not I agree. work. What's your thoughts on that, Brock Carter? Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, everybody thought it was going to be Lesnar versus Lashley again at Mania. And right. I would be, and I would be okay with that. They, we know that they have great competitive matches, and I'd be fine with them. But then, here's the thing, Josh. No matter what WWE does with Brock Lesnar, people are going to complain about it. It does not matter. You could, you could put him in there. Oh my God, they're giving us him and Roman Reigns again. Oh my God, Seth Rollins is going to get. Oh right. my God, he's going to destroy Austin. Theory. It doesn't matter what you do. The people are going to cry. These are also the most the same people that said that AEW is the greatest promotion in the world. Like these are the exact same people. So they're also the marquee ones that shout to the rooftops whenever they want to get their voices heard about anything. Instead of just enjoying the product, I go back to this yep. quote all the time. MVP said it best: "Nobody hates wrestling more than wrestling fans." Yeah. Like, it's it's so true. It doesn't matter what you do with Lesnar, people are going to criticize it. By the way, the fact they're doing Brock and Omos because of the reaction they're getting on Twitter right now. Let's say that we did get a rematch of Brock and Bobby. Brock and Bobby. Would everybody be saying then? Oh, great. Another rematch. Fourth time. Oh, I'm sure it'll be another DQ this time. I'm sure it'll be another new cut this time. 
Josh, these are the, and these are the same people that marked out, oh my god, we get seven matches with the Elite versus, you, you know, El uh, Fuego. And, it, yeah. Yes. Hey, they're good, though. Don't go there. <laughs> hey, man, WrestleMania is about traction, man, and... I, I'm, I'm just, it's a shoot. You don't want to admit to yourself. There's always one match every WrestleMania where everyone's like, oh, I can't believe they're doing this. And then it's one of the matches people talk about <laughs> after the show's over. And it's all time. Case in point, Sami Zayn against Johnny Knoxville at last year's WrestleMania. Case in point. Anyways, let's go on to the next question. Uh, were you surprised to see fake... Oh, man. <laughs> Were you surprised to see fake Paul lose a boxing match to an actual boxer? I wasn't. I did not see it, Mike, so no, I was not surprised <laughs> to answer your question. Uh, yes. let's, let's go to the last one here from Mike. He says, what was your dream card growing up, and was it, what is it now? Ooh. Go ahead, Brad Carter. Well, I mean, dream card is kind of like a hard thing to talk about because – you know, all these dream matches happen now. No, you know, car. It's, it's a, car. Oh, car. I thought you said card. I'm sorry. No, car. <laughs> car. Oh, car. Uh, oh, boy. Um, well, growing up, it was like, oh, I got to have a Lamborghini or got to have a whatever. Now, I kind of want a Tesla. I think that'd be pretty sweet. A Tesla? I'm not going to lie to you. My brother actually worked. One of my brothers actually works for Tesla. And oh wow, he uh, That's yeah, cool. yeah, he's he's uh, he's um, on the he's he works for uh, the Tesla factory in Austin, and yeah, it's 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 something else. But I, 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 every report I've read about a Tesla says that they're really cool, but I also need like I like my SUV because I always like to transport things, so right. <laughs> hard to say. When I was a kid. And this is an off-brand like car that's probably not like as sexy, but I, I, for whatever reason, it just stood out the most to me when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. It was a Jaguar. Oh, very nice. I was into Jaguar cars when I was a, as a kid. As I've grown older, I've seen to notice that I'm more old nature at heart. <laughs> I'm an old soul in some ways, mm-hmm. and I, I would like a like a stretched out. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know what the brand would be called, but it's like a nice stretched out black car where it's, it's like you could drive it at night. You know, what I mean, kind of, like, kind of like a mob style, like stretched out car, or something like that. That'd be. <laughs> I'm never gonna drive, but if I would have my druthers, that that would be a car that I would pick. Very and cool. To hum- no to Hummers. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's bad enough you have to pay the money you have to pay for a Hummer, let alone having to pay for. Uh, the gas and all the stuff just to fill up that useless brand, pal. Indeed. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Mike, uh, for your questions. Last batch of questions here comes from our good brother, Nate. Yes, sir. All right. Nate at uh, Psycho Degiri. Here we go. Uh, he says, I get oh, – here we go. Starting off hot, brother Carter. <laughs> all right. I give I give AEW the benefit of the doubt usually, but I can't do that anymore. It's so bad, and I don't see it get it getting better. Long way to get to my question, but with one of the weakest pay-per-view cards in their history, do you ever uh, – this is direct to me. Do you ever dissect a card when transcribing a pay-per-view? Like, it, it, do I feel, like, dragged down by a card while transcribing a pay-per-view? That's a great question, man. Um <laughs> 
uh, it happens a lot, especially with AW. Uh, more to the fact for how long their pay-per-views are. That's probably the biggest thing that brings me down uh, from that experience, just for how long it is. Right. There's been there's been bad cards from WWE, AW, any company you get neighbor from, but I just feel like pay-per-views that don't need to go over five hours, and then you have matches that all look the same, and like the match layouts for Carter, they mm-hmm. look exactly the same. We have three matches where people are bleeding. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> in a row. Three matches in a row where people are bleeding. <laughs> yes. And then <laughs> it's it it's it's insane. So like for me I want to enjoy it. Brett Carter, I do. Mm-hmm. I want to I'm enjoy listening. it. Yeah, I'm here. But it, I want to enjoy it, but it's a drag. It is. I, even for transcribing, I tried. I enjoy the challenge of transcribing wrestling matches. But when I see uh, in the match order, it's okay. Uh, the Bucks against Lucha Brothers, right? That's going twenty five minutes. Then we go into Brian Danielson against John Moxley, twenty minutes, and then the match after that, Chris Jericho against. God knows who else for 30 minutes. Cesaro or something. Hey, right. As if Chris Jericho doesn't give enough tea time. He needs 30-minute pay-per-view matches. It's like, it's it's stupid. <laughs> it is. By the way, shout-out to uh, Diggs, our first sponsor mm. here on Twitch, which is pretty cool. Oh, we're, nice. We're also, we're also streaming on Twitch today, which is pretty cool. So, thanks. Uh, shout-out to you, brother. Hope you're doing well. Yes. Um, thanks for checking out the show, Diggs. Um, all right, let's go to the next question. Speaking of Chris Jericho, do you think Chris Jericho and Matt Hardy are staining their careers beyond repair with their current work? Yes! <laughs> oh, my God. Well, everything that Jericho does is the worst thing on television each week. And Correct. Matt Hardy, you know, thank God that AEW did the right thing and, you know, allowed Hook to beat Matt Hardy last night. But, like, Matt Hardy is slow. He's not in good shape. He's a shell of himself. He's he's pandering to Ethan Page, who is getting worse, and the firm, who is getting worse and worse yeah. every week. Uh, yes, no, they, they are complete and utter shells of themselves. I don't think they'll be able to recover from this. They got the most useless factions of wrestling. Like I I, lo- I lose count is. Ari, the Ari, Aria Davari, part of the Trustbusters or the Varsity Athletes? Like I don't know. <laughs> and then uh, didn't Prince Nana have a faction too? Yeah, that's Ring of Honor, the Embassy Prince. Yeah, so, but I'm like, but we never see them on television, so I'm like, what? what, what? Right. <laughs> uh, that's what that's what happens when you have a cokehead uh, dirt sheet mark as your uh, owner. <laughs> at least, at least with, um, you know. The TNA run for Ric Flair. At least he yeah. had that stuff with Jay Lethal that was hilarious. Like the woo off is still one of the best promos of all time. Yes. <laughs> like there's at uh, least some bright shining moments, but there's no bright shining moments with Chris Jericho or Matt Hardy. No, not not any. <laughs> uh, let's go to the next one here. Um, what are the best matches with the use of blood? Um, I I probably go. I'll go. I'll go with Hell in the Cell if you want to do it like properly. I would say Hell in the Cell. Brock Lesnar does it well too. I think, you know, because 
that when he does it, he does it the right way. But and the thing with WWE is when they do it, it's very rare. So it's like when it happens, it means more. Correct. Or you could have a dog collar match. You know, do that. Fine. <laughs> Fine. But not like when Evil Uno looks like he's gonna die because he cut himself the wrong way in his oh, mask. God. And yeah, that was just that was terrible. Uh, <laughs> is there any chance John Cena wins at WrestleMania if he faces Theory for the U.S. title? Uh, I think that's still pending. One thing that's very important about professional wrestling, no matter what promotion it is, the card is sub. Change. That's why I tell people, everybody, stop taking everything you see on Raw SmackDown as the gospel or the end of. Okay, this is happening. This is set in stone. Hell, we don't even know if Brock and Omos will still happen. <laughs> we got five weeks. We gotta see what goes down. <laughs> so like, uh, the card is subject to change, but uh, whether or not it's for the title or not, I still see Cena beating uh, Theory at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. You're in agree with that, brother Card? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, cool. Um. Next question here, he says, do you like how New Japan handles and configures Strong? Um, I haven't had a chance to cover Strong because of my whole uh, deal that's going on right now, but I do enjoy their brand, and I enjoy the work that they do. I, I didn't get to see Bad in the Valley. Sorry, Mercedes fans. Uh, I, I did not get to see the greatest debut of all time, as I saw somebody put on Twitter uh, a couple weeks ago when that show went down. Um the greatest debut of all time. She's the greatest female wrestler of all time. You just have to admit it. No, I don't have to admit shit. She's overrated. Get over it. She's she is the Kenny Omega of the women's division. Correct. Bar, bar none. <laughs> who is someone who could win a title at Impact that is unexpected? Um, Heath, because <laughs> he's got kids. Heath Slater. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, Heath Slater. That would be my pick. Um, would you like Carmel to be the next NXT champion? C. Correct. Yes, I would like to see that. I wouldn't mind that. Uh, That'd be fine. Uh, will Tyler Bate win gold this year? Uh, yes, I think Tyler Bate will become a NXT North American champion this year. Tyler Bate. Ty, Tyler Bate. That's a great chant. Still one of the best matches i ever seen in person was him and Pete Dunne at the uh, TakeOver show in uh, Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, man, that, the DIY insane. split. No, no, yeah, that was at the end of the show. But I'm talking that's about what I'm saying, that was the show. Came, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's what I meant. Was the DIY split at the end of the show? <laughs> and then uh, Kenza <laughs> did the GTS <laughs> in Chicago. <laughs> it is his move, after all. I mean, <laughs> is what it is. Um, next year is like, do you like Gigi as a face? Does she connect for you? Uh. Answers to both those questions, yes and yes. And 100%. some good underrated waterfall as well, if you want to add that. Yeah. This, yeah. uh, last two questions here. Uh, where do you think Derek Carr and Carson Wentz play next year? By the way, man, that dude can't catch a break, man. <laughs> Carson Who, Car Wentz, or Wentz? Be, No, oh. Wentz. This dude's been going off the team after team like, mama me. Um, I think Derek Carr will go to the Saints. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Uh, that would be my pick. And then, oh, man, I'm sorry, Drew. Uh, sorry to my guy, Andrew Baydala, but I have a feeling Carson Wentz is going to go to the Jets. As a starter or as a backup? Starter. <laughs> They're looking for a veteran quarterback. I think Carson Wentz is going to go to the, the Jets. I'm going to give you one, Josh. 
I think Carson Wentz retires and says, you know what? I'm done. Wow. Because why? Why keep going? To... <laughs> he could be an analyst. He could be a, you know, whatever. I guess that's true. So well, I think Carson uh, Wentz retires and says, I've had enough. Hey, I mean, there's there's a lot of options. I mean, it's crazy. An entire Burkhart, an entire division is looking for a starting quarterback. The entire NFC South needs new starting quarterbacks. <laughs> wow. I, hmm. Unless the Saints are like, hey, let's give Jamison their shot and then fuck around with him like they did last year, which made no oh. sense. Like, yeah. why does start the <laughs> It made oh, no my sense. God. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, but, I'm just looking at the south here. Yeah, you're right. Tampa Bay, Carolina, States, and Atlanta. Wow. I can't see Atlanta now. I, I think that'd be unfair. I think it'd be unfair to call Desmond Witter a bust or anything like that. But no, he he would yeah. be. I'd be okay with him being the starter there. Um, right. Yeah. It. Well, so here's an interesting question, Josh, and and I'll, I'll be curious to see. Do you think that playing in the XFL or the USFL could revive some careers? I think so. It, it, hey, Kurt Warner was in the USFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it was PJ Walker his played NFL, in the right. PJ Walker. Um, yeah, I think it's beneficial to redefine your tools and stuff like that. Sure. I, I don't see why that wouldn't be a, a opportunity. You know, and I don't. I don't think that. I think teams should also not be afraid to think outside the box. Maybe look at the CFL. You know, if somebody's doing well up there, you could yeah. give them a shot, kind of get them back to the NFL. You know, it's just whatever you got to do, man. It's all. It's it's yeah. just like with anything, man. It's a hard business. Hey, I, I'm fine with scouting people for the CFL, but please, Chicago Bears never CFL coach again. <laughs> I am not going through this Mark Trustman experience again. <laughs> no shot. <laughs> All right. I don't know. I want to thank um, Chris, Mike, and Dave for some tremendous questions this week for the Back Porch yep. Q&A session. As always, if you want to participate in the Back Porch Q&A session, all you have to do is hit us up at Twitter at the Hoots Podcast or the Hoots Podcast at gmail.com. On that note, our friends, it's time to talk about what happened this week. In WWE. Woo! All right, guys, we're back here. It's time to talk about what happened this week in WWE. Here with Brother Carter here on the Who's Podcast, episode 350. Man, these. It's awesome. Time time goes by when you're having fun, right? (laughs) So, um, we are about 31 days away from uh, WrestleMania. No, 30 days, actually. 30 days away from WrestleMania to record this. On a Thursday, it's March 2nd, 2023, and uh, we're three days away from WrestleMania, and um, lots of going going on right now. A lot of scuttlebutt, a lot of guessing here and there, hemming and hawing as far as, like, what the car is going to look like, who's behind what, blah, 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 blah. Um, I know you said you didn't get a chance to watch TV this week, so I'll try to navigate as quick as I can for you and see right. um, what stands out to you. I do I do like to get your thoughts on Roman and Cody because they are having their first uh, face-to-face conversation on SmackDown tomorrow night, uh, which should be really very good. Um, but we'll start off with SmackDown from last week, and um, I thought it was a very good night for Jay, uh, Jimmy Uso, and mm-hmm. it got to tie in a um, 
uh, part of the story that hasn't been addressed, you know. Jimmy was the first one to acknowledge Sammy being part of the bloodline and the handshake and calling him his dog and <laughs> calling him an honorary oose and stuff like that. And they addressed it. They had that promo segment with Jimmy and Sammy. And Sammy's like, you don't have to go down this route. And, he, and Jimmy got upset at him. He's like, why are you blaming me? You're the one that you, you pulled the trigger. You, you, uh, Family doesn't portray family, and then Sammy's like, "Hey, uh, family also doesn't manipulate their family members' loyalty to them every single week." And I, right. it was a, it's a very, very good um, promo exchange. Jay was seen in the crowd in the back. Jimmy super kicks Sammy. Sammy uh, responds with a Luva kick. Uh, that was how SmackDown went off the air. Um, so good tie-ins there for that bloodline story. Also, I did get, uh, I, I did get to see that promo, and that was that was a very good promo. Um, I, you know, it's funny because like you you talked about, you know, I'm the one that that made you the honorary use. It's clear that Jimmy is just trying to suck, you know, suck up to Roman the whole time you know, and just do whatever Roman wants to do. And so, um, I thought yeah. this was great. Jimmy play, has been playing his role just as well as Jay has. I. It's, Anybody that says this isn't the best storyline in the last ten years is crazy. Like this is just tremendous storytelling. Um, so and Solo Sokoa, ever since he's joined the faction back at Clash of the Castle, has been a perfect enforcer as well. So this is this has just been awesome. And I I love how they're doing the slow build of Kevin Owens as well. You know, it's not they're going to give it to us right away. Yeah. By the way, can we get rid of the hoodies? I'm sorry, I, I I I can't take Sammy seriously with a hoodie. I I, I just can't. Him you, you don't think his bad approach works, yeah. Josh? No, <laughs> no. I, look, it's bad enough we got the crappy theme song back. Like, let's hold off with him trying to come off as a uh, badass. Like, uh, come on, <laughs> uh, Josh. I wanted to ask you, switching gears real quick. I, I'm yes. reading the SmackDown results here. <sighs> Is the Bray Wyatt thing starting to get a little stale? Well, well <laughs> I get it's that a, it's, it's, it's a good question. It's a you good know, question. And I love, don't get me wrong, like I've said for years, and, and I don't mean to come off this like I'm being a Bray Wyatt hater, because I'm not. Like I've said Bray Wyatt is is going to, could be this generation's undertaker. And the, and the package, the video package stuff is incredible. But it's the same thing week after week after week. And at some point you're going to be like, okay, what are we doing with in-ring action, you know? The, the, what we've seen from Bray Wyatt in the ring has been eight minutes in the last six months, you know? Like, at some point, is it just getting a little bit stale? That's just I'm just starting to get a little bit of those vibes. Oh, that's a good question. It's fair. Um, I also like to remind everybody that Bray just came back in October. Right. <laughs> and this is not really, like, that character... It's not going to be a guy that's going to be in number one contenders matches and long TV matches and stuff. That's just not what that character is. So I'm not surprised that he's not in the ring as much. Do mm-hmm. I feel like maybe they stretched out the reveal of Uncle Howdy too long? I, I think so. Um, maybe we have more of a payoff if he actually sold who Uncle Howdy is, but they just feel like they'd rather have him uh, show with the mask instead of showing who he is. And, you know, bit nuanced and I, I I want to see the bigger picture when it comes to Bray Wyatt because 
it, I, I wasn't sure what to expect. You know, that's that's the thing, good or bad, when it comes to Bray Wyatt. You don't know where you're gonna get. And I thought maybe at one moment we were gonna get something different, and then we're back to the Firefly Funhouse stuff and the weird like vignettes and scratchy graphics and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I feel like the last couple weeks have been kind of hit and miss as far as his pros are concerned. Um, we have to find some nuance and substance. And, you know, I know they did the whole muscle band dance thing on Raw <laughs> with, with Bobby Lashley. Uh, but, I don't know. Maybe it was timing for him when he came back. And maybe he, that's why his character has been lost in the shovel. Because, honestly, you didn't have anybody for him to act actually have a grudge feud with going into mania um i was kind of I, I was thinking maybe at the time they were gonna have him against uh cross mm. at wrestlemania but that doesn't seem to be the case right now so um it, it's it's a fair question um i just feel like people need to like have some reality checks on what your expectation is with that character and what it really is mm. at the end of the day sure and, um it's going to be interesting. Uh, I think it's an interesting choice that uh, he's targeting Bobby Lashley. I, we'll, have to, <laughs> we'll have to see. Maybe it's something they'll address tomorrow on SmackDown where maybe uh, address people's concerns or whatever. We'll have to see. Sure. You never know. Yep. <laughs> um, real quick, my MVP for SmackDown last week was uh, Dominic Mysterio, man. This dude was on his A-game from top to bottom. The backstage interview, poking fun of his dad, the in-ring segment with Charlotte. Mamma mia, by the way, Charlotte was on fire with her waterfall game <laughs> this past mm. Friday. Uh, if you guys haven't seen the segment between Dominic and Charlotte, go check it out. It was really good. Mummy. Um, <laughs> uh, and then uh, Dominic Costi raided the match against Cross, and he, he Dom is such good as the heel where you're like, Ray, do it. Beat the shit out of your son. Smack him. Do something. Like, you just get some like, do it, Ray. Do it, Ray. <laughs> and it's just, it was good, man. And I, you know, whenever Ray does fire back at his son, that's gonna get a crazy, crazy pop and that's that's gonna be awesome. Yep. Um, That was it for SmackDown. Then we get to Raw. Uh, start off with the Usos, uh, not the Usos, my bad. Uh, Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa against the Street Profits. Um, street Profits are coming to me like, hey, well, I don't know why you worry about us. You guys can't even keep your family in control. I thought that was pretty funny. And then, <laughs> right. um, hey, and then Jimmy was like, hey, you keep the tribal chief's uh, name out of your mouth. And then Dawkins like, or or what? <laughs> You know, right. like, well, what are you going to do about it? And then they're like, hey, we're in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Hey, it's... No, I was going to make a joke there. I'll say this to myself. Anyway, um, we're in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and we want the smoke. And then they get some mats and stuff like that. So I thought that was cool. Um, Jimmy and uh, Sakura won. Interesting, Soul Sakura has not lost one match since he made his uh, debut uh, at Clash of the Castle. Uh, Kevin Owens came out with a hoodie. Didn't he say last week that he wants nothing to do with Sami Zayn? He did. He did. Very interesting, right? You're not buying him in a hoodie either, are you? No. <laughs> he does pull it off more. He pulls it off better than Sami, but still, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he super kicks uh, 
uh, Sokoa gets Jimmy a stutter. That was cool to get the crowd going. This is one of those Raws where you're in a shitty town with a bad wrestling market. Like, I don't know why you're going to... Well, I don't know why you're on the road to WrestleMania you're having a Raw in Grand Rapids, Michigan, of all places. Because, Josh, unlike their competitor, they have the opportunity to go to multiple cities instead of having uh, pay-per-views and, and, and events in, like, ten places. Uh, correct. <laughs> Great point, yes. <laughs> um, by the way, we need to... Remind me when we get to our, our our flagship segment, Josh. I have a I have a um, uh, a live attendance uh, fact for you, courtesy of okay. our friends at AEW Botches. So let's uh, we'll talk about <laughs> that. In a minute. All right. Other um, things we found on the show: uh, the Miz will be hosting uh, WrestleMania this year. So Great. nice accomplishment for the Miz. Uh, came into a segment with uh, Seth Rollins and Logan Paul. Uh, Seth Rollins curb stopped the Miz and took his phone. FaceTimed Logan Paul. Logan Paul appeared on the Titan Trot skin. Uh, um, I guess they had like a pre app or something like that where you could like have the connection. It is all LED screen, so it's off your computer basically. So you have Bluetooth on the cell phone, it connects to the Titan Tron screen. Blah 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 production notes, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But <laughs> anyways, they get Logan on the screen and he's like Hey, Logan, I want to see how your baby brother's doing. Because this is literally like the night after Jake Paul lost his boxing match. So that got a nice pop out of the crowd. And he's like, I'm tired tired of this cat and mouse game of you attacking me from behind. Why don't you handle your business face-to-face? They're going to have a face-to-face conversation on Raw this Monday. And then, like, earlier, (laughs) right (laughs) before he hanged up on the phone, he's like, Bye-bye, bitch! <laughs> so that was pretty good. Um, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, by the way, they I, they started doing, redoing these like Hollywood like spoofs mm-hmm. with the wrestlers again, which has been pretty cool. Uh, so last week was Seth and Becky as Batman and Joker. This week yes. was uh, Bianca Belair and Montez re- reenacting Titanic. <laughs> I'm flying. <laughs> I'm not gonna make jokes because I actually went to the movie theaters a couple weeks ago when they had the whole 25th anniversary showing, so I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. see that actually. Hey, I, if if you, if you think that makes me lose manhood points, that's on you. I I, I hold Correct. no shame for going to see that movie. Okay? Oh good. no, absolutely not. It's a great movie. Damn it, show some respect. <laughs> Anyways. So they do the Titanic scene, right? And the the gist of it is like, oh, it's it's set in twenty twenty three. If you're on the Titanic, you probably want to take a selfie of it, right? You want to put it on <laughs> put it on your picture. Montez drops his phone. <laughs> into water. Oh no! Okay, I have to go back and watch this. <laughs> it's pretty funny. So I, I'm glad they're doing those. Those are creative and fun. I know that the bloodline is supposed to do a spoof of the Goodfellas. Which should be interesting. Um, you ever seen that movie? Which one? The Goodfellas. Um. Yeah, that's that's a, that's like a um. That's like it's a, a gangster movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I, I've seen. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be good. I'm, I'm excited to watch that one. And there's the. I think uh, the brawling brutes in Backtire did forty year old version. <laughs> that should be pretty funny, actually. <laughs> All right. Um. Anyways, let's go back to Raw. Um. <laughs> Uh, we 
Finn Balor challenge Edge to a match at WrestleMania. That's going to happen for sure. I'm sure Edge will come out Monday. Hell in a cell. <laughs> um, speaking of Vince McMahon, uh, Brock Lesnar was in the VIP lounge with MVP. Mm-hmm. And Brock was like, all right, sell me. Sell me this fight of Brock Lesnar against Omos. And MVP goes to the spiel. He's like, hey, uh, you could be any normal human being on planet Earth. You could barely get away with the almighty. He kind of pointed out the fact with the whole low blow and everything that happened in the chamber. And he's like, what makes you think you could destroy a seven foot three, 460 pound Nigerian giant, right? And then Brock's like, all right. Yeah, he's baiting him in. Like He's like, mm-hmm. like playing around with him. And then they're like, hey, let's have a toast to this match at WrestleMania. MVP wants to drink champagne. Brock brought a whiskey bottle into the, the uh, what do we call it, flask, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he brought one of those in the ring. Uh, Brock made MVP drink that. MVP accidentally spit the whiskey into Brock's face. Brock uh, wasn't at, wasn't pissed at first, but people were like, "You fucked up, you fucked." <laughs> and then Brock, uh, he's like, he's wiping stuff down, and then once he's done, boom, F five. Nice, <laughs> that, 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 like that was it. pretty good. And then, um, hey, we had uh, another Canadian sighting uh, on Monday: the return of Trish Stratus. Yes. <laughs> no, oh. Uh, we had, we have brand new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions as Becky Lynch and Lita defeat Damage Control. Uh, I thought that was a pretty good match as well. So, mm-hmm. overall, um, solid stuff this week. Um, it was a for- unfortunate that the show was in Grand Rapids, Michigan, because Michigan sucks. Um, <laughs> Michigan is a terrible state. Let's just call it what it is. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I thought Raw was pretty solid. Oh, by the way. Uh, if you guys want to see a good match, check out Cody Rhodes and Chad Gable. Very, very good match on Raw this oh, past sure. Monday. And um, I want to get to this because we were talking about it earlier. Hey, we got Roman and Cody's first face-to-face interaction tomorrow night in D.C. It's very ironic because it's the same building where the first AW Dynamite was held. Wow. It, uh, if if you had the pencil, if you will, Brother Carter, how would you go about the first face to face interaction between these two guys? I mean, I think it's going to start with Cody and Heyman jarring back and forth, and then eventually, you know, Cody's just going to say, "So Roman, what do you?" At some point, he'll go, "Roman, what do you want to talk about?" kind of handing the ball to Roman and to be like, what are you, you know? And I could see Roman just kind of blowing this off being like, you know, you couldn't, you know, it, I don't want him to bring family into it too soon because you know, that's the angle they're going to go with eventually. Like your daddy couldn't get the job done against my parents. You know, like you could do like a combination of dusty versus the wild Samoans or something like that. Yeah. You know, like the wild Samoans always had your daddy's number just like I'm going to have your number kind of thing. I just don't want them to do that too slowly. I think like there's, there's Cody and Heyman go back and forth. I think Roman says very little in this. Should you say very little and walk away to be like, I'm, you are not worth my time. 
and just walk away kind of thing. And then they can build, build, build. And then like the week before for the contract signing, because you have to have a contract signing. <laughs> you can, yes. and, and then like the week before with the contract signing, then all of it can come out. Like your daddy couldn't do what my parents did. And then you can go from there. But I think they need to slow play this. Roman doesn't say a whole lot. And they just let Heyman and Cody go back and forth. But that's just me. Now, here's the thing. Is it Cody confronting Roman Reigns? Or is the tribal chief confronting the American nightmare? As well, Paul it, no, it's got to be Cody. It's got to be Cody because Roman, he doesn't think anybody's on his level. So why would he confront anybody? They did say that, hey, um, Roman's going to have to solve this whole Jay issue on SmackDown, right? So hey, We'll see. A lot of different layers there, but I think it's going to be – I'm really excited about it. I wonder if Sammy's going to get involved, if Sammy's going to try to attack Roman, like, in the middle of their confrontation. Maybe uh, – you know what? Maybe maybe Sammy tries to attack Roman, and all of a sudden he hits Cody by accident to close the show. Uh, that's a bad idea. Really? That's gonna spark all. Oh, this should be a triple threat. This oh should be yeah, a triple you know, threat. Point, no. point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good point. Good point. Um, I, I, for me, I keep Sammy away from it. If you want to attack like the Usos or something like that in the back, like a backstage something, I'm fine with that. Oh, with I Sammy. see. Yeah, that, that could work. Yeah. Um, for me though, there's gonna be some things that I have to address. Either about the comment that Paul said that Roman was the son that. Uh, he always wanted, or you know, going back to what I was mentioned earlier, uh, you know, we're in the island of relevancy. How am I going to let some uh, uh, outside twat from a irrelevant side of the of the world <laughs> come in and ruin everything I built for the last three years? <laughs> I'm sure he'll poke. Hey, if any time for Roman Reigns to poke fun at Tony Khan, it's probably now. Like if he throws an a W jab deck go nuts. <laughs> oh, that'd be, uh, that'd be so great. Uh, there's a lot of ways you could go about it, but I am where's, 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 sure that, uh, it would be it wouldn't be a, a Cody Rhodes feud without a contract signing. <laughs> or maybe he says something like Roman, you know, you're not as elite as you think you are, and if there's anybody uh, that knows about being elite, it's me. Kind of thing. Like oh. Uh, uh, that'd be a bad idea by Cody because I don't know if anything wants <laughs> the elite has had a loose meaning in Professor Reed. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, like yeah. if there's if, yeah, or or something along the lines of like Roman, you think you're elite. I know many people that think they're elite or something like that. And then oh, <laughs> it, it, it'll definitely great. get it'll definitely get petty for sure. But I'm I'm really excited for it. That should be an awesome segment. Uh, yeah tomorrow uh, so last thing we'll mention here for this segment um guys man i i get it there's a lot of paranoia about this man whether he's going to be coming back full time or not with the whole sale and everything and, and i was talking about this with my buddy of mine uh andrew baitow the other day like i get it this is the first wrestlemania that doesn't have this man solely responsible for everything related to creative and everything but I feel like people are tr trying to convince themselves that he's back and he's making decisions and stuff like that. And it's like, whether he is or not, does it matter? Does he not get any credit for the bloodline before he was ousted last year? 
Does he get any credit for Bianca Belair or Cody Rhodes and how he was being presented before he got injured? By the way, it was not Triple H in charge when Cody tore his peck and held in the cell. That was Vince McMahon. Look, I get the I get the frustration and I get the everything that goes with the whole Vince McMahon universe and everything that everybody hates him. I, I get the whole spiel. I'm not naive to the situation here. But whether he's back or not is irrelevant to what's going on right now. Like, for me, I, and I told Drew this the other day, I really don't care whether or not Vince McMahon is back with creative or not. I, I really can give two shits. I don't care. I don't, I, I don't care. Um, but it's just, it's funny to me, like, people on Twitter especially just try to get themselves in knots about, like, man, okay, so-and-so lost a match, right? Or a match that gets announced for people that they're not interested in. Like, oh, that's gotta be Vince. He's back. He's He's got the pencil. Oh, it's gotta be Vince. Like, <laughs> I read that paranoid as wrestling fans. I probably answered my own question. Yes, uh, wrestling fans are paranoid. Um, <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe I'm looking at it the wrong way, but, like, honestly, I just think it's funny that people are tying themselves up into knots about this whole situation, like, whether he's back or not, like, I, I and I told Brother Carter before when we did a show, uh, before, like, there hasn't been as much changes as people would like you to believe there have been with WWE right. since he's been ousted from his position. And again, I don't care whether he's back or not. I don't. <laughs> because, hey, he who was responsible for last year's WrestleMania, I was there. I had a freaking blast. Re- last year's WrestleMania was awesome. <laughs> right. Uh, so if if you're if the whole thing is, okay, Brock and Omos is announced for WrestleMania and that's it. Oh, that's that's 100% sure. He's back. He's going to make Paul feel bad about himself. He's going to ruin everything that Paul Levesque is doing. Like, I, I, I would love, no, I wouldn't love to be in a position that you are mentally where you're that paranoid with the littlest thing. Like, okay, that that right there, that is it. Vince McMahon is back. Everything's ruined. WrestleMania is going to suck. And, oh, my God, Vince is going to kill wrestling again. And, oh, my God, why why are we watching? Like, <laughs> at some point, you got to realize there's more important stuff to worry about in life than what's going on behind the scenes of a wrestling promotion. Like, look, I, I'm getting to the part of my life right now where I'm realizing that I'm not going to be trans wrestling matches for a while. You know, I'm out of the job. <laughs> like, I, I have to find some other stuff to pay more attention to. You know, I love wrestling just as much as all of you guys do. I, I, uh, I admit, I probably spent too much time on wrestling. I, I'm not afraid to admit it. But at the same time, like, you know, <laughs> this is work for me. Like, whether Vince, Vince McMahon has no bearing on what I do with my career or my enjoyment from entertainment or just in general in my life, like, nothing in wrestling should affect your personal life. It's not that serious. It re- it's really it's not. Like, I'm sure... Jay from New York will probably pop in a blood vessel this week. Oh, I can't believe Vince McMahon is back. He's going to ruin everything that Triple H is doing. Oh, my man. <laughs> it's not worth it. 
It's it, it's really not. It's not that serious. And it, and if the biggest thing that Vince's contribution to WrestleMania this year is Brock and Omas, so be it. <laughs> it's really not the end of the world. It, it it really isn't. So that that's just my thoughts on the whole deal. I, I think people are making a mountain out of a molehill. Um, I get it. This is the first WrestleMania that Vince is not fully responsible for booking wise. And people are paranoid, and they um, they don't they don't know what to do with themselves, and <laughs> I find that to be very interesting. Uh, but it, that's wrestling fans for you. you always got to be paranoid about something, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, WrestleMania is coming up soon. We got uh, a couple matches already announced. Think about it, you got. Two badass women's title matches for Mania: Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley, and Oscar. Oh, my bad, Bianca Belair against Oscar, and that is going to be crazy. Um, it's going to be on like a Donkey Kong. Um, all right, so <laughs> uh, Bert Carter's handling some stuff. He's been in and out here. Um, Let me check out something really quick that I could pull up for you guys here. Um, yeah, we got four matches announced so far for WrestleMania. By the way, uh, this is an interesting topic. I know this has been a, a topic of concern or discussion, if you will, uh, about what do you do with uh, WrestleMania? Do you do? You, would you rather have it be? Um, would you rather have it have like a lot of matches on the card or would you like to scale it down? I know a lot of people are like, hey, Triple H wants to have less matches for both nights of WrestleMania. And, you know, a lot of people are like, this is not a good idea and stuff like that. I mean, how long do you want both these shows to be? <laughs> um, I'm kind of curious to see what like the airtime of that show is going to be, by the way, because they're airing in. Um, California time, right? It's in, it's in LA. So, I I don't know. I'm kind of curious to see how they're going to go about when they're going to air that full segment, uh, the, the whole show and everything. So, um, really quick, I wanted to air something for you guys as we await the return of Bert Carter here. I want to uh, play the um, segment from um, NXT that we were talking about earlier with um, Gigi Dolan from NXT. I'm going to pull this up for you guys right now, actually. Just one second. All right, let's do it. Got it right here. Let's, let's talk about maximizing your tea time. Check out this promo here from Gigi Dolan. Please welcome a song. <laughs> Keep it to the point, because unlike JC, I don't love the sound of my own voice running on and on. Three weeks ago, my life changed as my skull was crushed against the door in this ring. But don't worry, don't worry. This isn't the first time I've had to deal with big life-altering changes. This isn't the first time I've had my head kicked in by someone I trusted, someone I considered family. 
I can deal with the physical pain. I can handle the personal betrayal. Because in trying to boot my head off, you made me realize who I really am, JC. You will always be about the superficial surface level things. Wanting the money, the fame, the glitz, the glamour. That is all toxic attraction was ever about. You know, hell, it was it was fun being the mean girl for a while. It, it was a way for you to channel your insecurities, JC. But it was a way for me to channel my inner demons. Because deep down, I've always been happy to just survive. JC, JC, you know this because I trusted you. I, I shared everything with you. You know the last person I let betray me the way you did and beat me down was my own mother. She used me as her personal punching bag for years, and when I finally got the courage to run away from home as a teenager, I was determined to show my little brother that I could make it in WWE so we could escape. We could escape the constant cycle of pain and suffering. Daisy, you don't know the hundredth of what I've been through. You say you're the last woman standing, but I have been knocked down time and time again, but I have gotten right back up. And next week, next week at Roadblock, bring everything you have. It won't be enough because I will take every ounce of pain, suffering, and rage that I have built up inside of me to hammer the final nail in the coffin of toxic attraction. Boom. <laughs> That's how you do it. There's your breakout promo for Gigi Dolan. That friends, that's how you go about maximizing your TV time. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the main event. It's <laughs> Let's go, Josh. Yes. It's that time. It's that magical time of week. It's the best time of week. It's the best segment in all of wrestling podcasting. It is that mythical time every week where we ask one simple question. What the hell is wrong with the A-E-W? And we're going to get this bad boy started in a three, a two, a one. Beat your meat. Beat, beat your meat. 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 I'm telling you, my time is right now. Right this minute, 2022. We're living in my time is now. My time is right. God damn now. Man, what intensity. <laughs> it's time for What the Hell is Wrong? With A-E-W. The picture says it all, my friend. Josh, it is that time of week once again where we ask one simple question. What the hell is wrong with A-E-W, a.k.a. what isn't wrong with A-E-W? And for those of you that are watching the YouTube version, that graph there says it all. That's, yeah, thank you. 
there it is. You've got Cutlet, you've got Omega, you've got Punk working with children, you've got Dan Clausen, you've got all the above. Ah, uh, boy. The the biggest issue, right? Right smack dab in the middle. Correct. Actually, Correct. that three that three piece court terror there. We got Ari Edwards, uh, Tony Khan, and Chris Jericho. The three biggest culprits of what the hell's wrong with baby back TNA. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> It's uh, for what, go ahead, going? Josh. Where are we starting this week? Well, ladies and gentlemen, um, as one of the great things about celebrating this special uh, uh, milestone episode of the Who's Podcast is we could bring back some callbacks, some popular bits, if you will, from the show's uh, past seven years with the return of the Young Club. Ah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> The Yon Club. Uh, and Josh, if you could please explain to our viewers that may, may be new, what is the Yon Club? Uh, the Yon Club is otherwise known as your a Nimrod Club. Yes. Uh, this is an exclusive club that's very popular at DSU, uh, Dipshit University. Uh, <laughs> open enrollment for our uh, summer uh, semesters are coming up soon, so make sure you uh, fill in your applications. Uh, spring break, hey, spring break is around the corner, right? <laughs> In the educational yeah. world, yeah. so, um, <laughs> Brother Carter, um, for the Young Club today, we are, I... this is the first time we're ever doing this, we're inducting in an award, we're inducting a few awards, right. we're going to be, pun intended, observing the 2022 Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Start off with a bang, because honestly, being up front, last night's show was completely useless. It was terrible. It was it was it was like Yuda. It was useless. Correct. We literally useless. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to put back the screenshot here so we can go over these awards and look at this uh, in order. Um, <laughs> so, er, last week, Tony Khan called Ariel Hawani a fraud and talked about unbiased journalism. Uh, not only in this time, you'll see how ridiculous that narrative is from him because he's the biggest hypocrite on God's green earth. Just yeah. wait for the AW Revolution Media Scrum on Sunday, and we'll talk about oh unbiased God. journalism. On that note, it's fine for the Young Club. Let's check out the awards. All right. <laughs> All right. Here we go. The 2022 Wrestler oh. of the Year, John Moxley, Plumber oh Moxley. <laughs> this comes in first. Roman Reigns, Will Ospreay, uh, Kazuchika Okada, and Siri from Stardom uh, are the other uh, nominees for this category. John Moxley wins due to the fact for the shittiest title for title uh, hot potato uh, booking back in the summer. John Moxley wins the award thanks to the help of becoming a leader following the fallout from Brawlout. Um, John Moxley uh, uh, with his bleeding self. I'm sure he's bleeding right now as we speak. Uh, John Moxley is uh, the 2022 wrestler of the year. Uh, Burkhart, would you like to uh, guess what type of weed or drug uh, that the readers at the Wrestling Observer are partaking in right now? I don't because it's it's a wide variety of illegal substances, I'm sure. that, Or I'm guessing it's mostly hallucinogens because clearly the readers of the Wrestling Observer and New Bledgers have no 
freaking idea of what reality is. It, because if you, you just look at that right there is the fact that John Moxley is the wrestler of the year. Now, and I know a lot of people and like are going to be like, oh, well, this isn't Meltzer or Alvarez because it's the fans that vote. It's the readers that vote. It's not Meltzer and Alvarez. They sign off on this. Like, yeah. And who, who do you think is influencing those picks? Correct. By the way. <laughs> correct. Oh, God. All right. Uh, so, basically, what eight, what Seltzer and Alvarez's wrestlers or audience want to see are deathmatch and trampoline spot fests. That's what they want to see. They don't want to see storytelling. They don't want to see, or they just want to be anti establishment. They want to be anti WWE. That's all it is. It's it's they're, they're they're simply doing anti WWE stuff because they think they're sticking it to the man, pal. Uh, some other notable winners: Will Osprey wins the most outstanding wrestler, whatever the hell that means. Um, FTR wins the tag team of the year. No issue with that. I was gonna say that's fine. Uh, uh, no issues here. Best done interviews and JF. Uh, by the way, the fact that Roman Reigns is not nominated in this category is grade A homogenized Holstein bullshit. Uh, Eddie Kingston, you know, it's great to see Brother Carter's favorite wrestler, CM Punk, nominated in this category Ooh. as well. <laughs> uh, but still, hey, like... And you, hey, you got Sami Zayn up there, Josh. Yeah, a double whammy. And literally, John Moxley is ranked above, again, Roman Reigns in interviews. Give me a fucking break. How about this, Brother Carter? Much to the surprise of absolutely nobody... Wrestling Observer Promotion of the Year, AEW. <laughs> what? <laughs> Name me I, one thing AEW did that deserves promotion. One. One. Let us know in the comment section. <laughs> I can't tell you, Brother Carter, and here's the thing. Like, we're going over this, and, like, me and Brother Carter are not, like, Parsley, like offended or anything like that over this whole deal. We're having fun poking fun at it, but it's also addressing the point of Tony Khan talks out of both sides of his ass every week, man. Like unbiased journalism, really. I talked about it earlier. How embarrassing was that, like hot potato thing with CM Punk and John Moxley before the whole brawl out situation happened? You know. uh other backstage brawls, Chris Jericho in general in 2022, <laughs> uh, the women's division, the tag. Hey, AEW is the home of tag team wrestling, right, Brother Carter? And then here we are with this yeah, the brutal home of tag team wrestling. My ass. God. Correct. <laughs> Best week. Show AEW Dynamite. <laughs> and by the way, like, look at the disparaging in the numbers. It's like almost four times as many points for Dynamite as it was for the next. Like, really? Yeah. SmackDown came in second. This is the most blasphemous part of this of this category. How in the ever loving fuck is AW Rampage ranked in the top five of any category of any show? Stay off the weed. Josh, you don't know what you're getting on. You have no reason to tune into Dynamite every week because you don't know what you're going to get. Like, you have no reason to be invested. Correct. (sighs) 
Uh, yeah, other separate categories. John Moxley was the U.S. MVP. Whatever. Uh, other. That's that's fine, I guess. Uh, Roman Reigns did win best best box office draw, much as a surprise to nobody. Um, FTR and Briscoes won feud of the year. No problem with that. The Acclaim won most approved. No issues. I'm okay there. with that. Yep. Uh, most char- charismatic MJF again. No problem. Brian da- Brian Danielson won best technical wrestler for his own award. Um, Fine. Yeah, I, would, I, I would go with Josh Alexander or Zack Sabre Jr. That would have been my pick. Um, the Bruiser Brody Award, John Massey. Again, no surprise there. Um, <laughs> let's see what else here we got. Uh, most underrated. by the way, Josh, go up to go up to the most overrated category. How oh, yeah. are Omega and um, Sasha Banks not on that list? How is Chris Jericho not on this? Yeah, that's same. <laughs> really, you could put Roman Reigns. Seriously, Roman Reigns is most overrated. Okay, <laughs> uh, most underrated. To Kelsey, uh, Takesha, Ricky Starks was the other AEW nominee in that in category. Braun Breaker won Rookie of the Year over Hook. Uh, okay, Paul cool. Heyman. Uh, again, there were some good winners and stuff. Paul Heyman won uh, non best non wrestler. Kevin Kelly, no problem there winning the best TV announcer. He is the best commentator in wrestling today. How about this one, Corey Graves? I hey, I I I, I play fair and I I've been critical of Corey Graves, right, Brett Carter? I've been absolutely. I, um, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. How's Shivani not in this scenario here? Or know? excrement? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that show there. This one popped me. Forbidden Door. The show that I walked out before the main event started was the <laughs> Observer Show of the Year. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that is brutal. Um, okay. How about this one? This one really popped me. Worst major show, Royal Rumble. This could be a lot of WWE uh, stuff here. Uh, most pr- disgusting promotional tactic. Vince appearing on TV. Okay, that's fine. Um, Rick, Rick, Rick Flair's last match should not be on this list. That's stupid. Um, <laughs> worst TV show. How about this one? <laughs> Monday Night Raw. <laughs> They just, Josh, the Observer might might just call this the Raw, uh, you know, the the Monday Night Raw award for worst TV show at this point. Like, give me a Correct. break. By the way, no no AW matches announced for worst matches of the year here. Uh, th- this is really funny. Where the fuck is Chris Jericho and Eddie Kingston? Barbed wire everywhere. <laughs> or yum, any of the Young Bucks Lucha Brothers uh, tumble fest. <laughs> I don't know. This is ridiculous. Hell, I I wouldn't even nominate John Moxley and CM Punk for Ball Out, but that's just me. Yep. Um, <laughs> oh, and then this one, uh, the last two take the cake. No, actually, the last three. Look at this. Yes. Worst promotion of the year: WWE. AW is not on the list. Uh, Booker of the year: Tony Khan. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, oh my god. god. I 
Josh, that tells you everything you need to know about these awards. It really does. <laughs> Less would Here's the thing, Josh. More... Here's yeah. the thing, Josh. He's going to be pumping his chest about this for the next year or two. I won Wrestling Observer Booker of the Year. 300 people care about me. Woo! <laughs> exactly. Oh, this is a clusterfuck. The last one that this pops me the most is Promoter of the Year. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Promoter of the Year. Oh, my God. De- decre- not decrease in pay-per-view vice for certain pay-per-views. Yes. His handling of the all-out situation, yes. losing viewership on Dynamite and Rampage. Josh, I, this is a perfect time to do this. So um, AEW Botches is tweeting out, the go-home show for Revolution, the you know the, the Dynamite from last night, 14,000 people could fit in the arena. They sold 4,000 tickets. 4,000 people. Came to the go-home show for Revolution. By the way, there's your promoter of the year. Yeah, promoter of the year, my ass. Uh, By the way, here on the Who's Podcast, we would like to uh, request the retiring of the term go-home. Yes. Describing the final shows before pay-per-views. Because, in my opinion, when I hear go-home, it reminds me of go the fuck home and stay the fuck home. So, (laughs) we would like to abolish uh, that term. But yes, welcome the Observer Awards to the Yacht Club. They may as well just call these the AEW Fanboy Awards because that's really what this is. This isn't. This, this isn't any. Yeah. There is no credibility in these awards at all. But yet somehow the internet wrestling community takes these as gospel, and I don't understand it. Yeah, you know how I call AEW a WWE rehab center. Yes. Um, I, I, <laughs> the observer words are an AW enabling fest. Correct. That's what it is. Um, by the way, uh, when it comes to, uh, dipshit university, uh, DSU, um, like I said, Yon Cup is one of our favorite programs at the, uh, university. Um, we've had some new faculty members join the mm. staff, um, like David Bixenspan. Uh, he's, he's on that, uh, prominent, uh, Tony Khan asked history for the wrestling media. Um, <laughs> also, uh, <laughs> oh, man, I can't believe I'm adding this. Um, I like to add Brian Lass from the Jim Cornette show on uh, wow. Dipshit University. <laughs> I, I think he likes to hold hold in that he's a closet AEW fan because Cornette would go off on him, but <laughs> I you're not fooling me, Brian Lass. I'm catching up to your games. <laughs> and then the last faculty member to be added to the DSU staff is the one and only Brad Shepard. Mm. Uh, I don't need to go further on that. Uh, he is just a dipshit at his own accord. That has nothing to do with AW. But speaking of AW, let's go back to our regularly scheduled programming here for what the hell is wrong with AW. Um, We'll say what two things uh, for the show that we liked last night. The main thing that I popped for last night that I enjoyed the most was Christian Cage's uh, yep. promo. That was very uh, good. He said absolutely nothing wrong because it's Correct. true. They're all they're all video game wrestlers. Yes. And then the second thing that I really enjoyed was this promo from Eddie Kingston as the show went off 
the year. This was an exclusive posted on their Twitter account. So uh, let's hear what Eddie Kingston has to say. All right. Let's see, do you, do you got it here? All right. Oh, I got it on a different screen. Sorry about that. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, I don't see that there. Yeah, just give me Minor second. technical difficulties. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're doing our AEW production team uh, impression. Here we go. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Here with Eddie Kingston, you asked for this time. We saw that it took at least 10 people to separate you and Ortiz during that ladder match. What exactly happened out there? I quit AEW. Pace. What? Let's replay that one more time. AEW. Hold up. I quit AEW. Come again? I quit AEW. Thank you. <laughs> Josh, I think we might need to add that to the intro. I think we might need to add that to the intro clips. To the yeah, intro audio. <laughs> That's great. Just I quit AEW. <laughs> Bravo. Uh, Brother Carter, let's get to last night's mud show of the final show right. before Revolution. Just real quick, there is two other things I'll add for things that I didn't mind last night. I said here, I wrote down, the House of Black did the best thing they've ever done when they attacked the elite and took their titles from them. That was great job to you, House of Black. That was great. Um, and I'm sure we'll get into this in a bit. I actually liked, I didn't mind the Danielson promo at the end of the show. I thought there was good emotion, good stuff where he kind of put MJF in his place, except for the F-bomb, which was completely unnecessary. And that just showed the mark booking um, of our favorite person and, and Brian Danielson kissing Tony Khan's ass. Those are the other things I enjoyed. Yeah. Now let's get into the shit. And oh my God. So AEW is going to try to sell me to purchase this pay-per-view that they have this coming weekend, which I will not be doing, by the way. I am not going to be watching AEW Revolution. Josh. Okay. So we're trying to start, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to build up our audience to get them to purchase their pay-per-view. So how do we start the show? Orange Cassidy versus Big Bill. <laughs> this is how you start. This is how you're going to inspire people to purchase the pay-per-view. This, By the way, is Big Bill the stupidest name for a wrestler ever? Yes. By the way, why is Pockets opening like the last three or four Dynamites in a row? Like, Tony Khan, you can have this dude in any different combination of a title match and have it be 20 minutes because, God forbid, it wouldn't be an AEW Dynamite with a 17-minute match to kick off the show. It doesn't matter who you put in the ring. That title is mid. Pockets is mid. Yes. In general, Orange Cassidy is mid. Yes. Go ahead. I'll just say, this match is boring. Boring. I fast-forwarded through most of it. I will say, Stokely Hathaway actually did something useful, smacking Danhausen in the face with his cast. That was... I did appreciate that, because Danhausen deserves to be smacked around in everything he does. By the way, did you see he made... Did you see he made one of the Wrestling Observers for Best Gimmick? He was on the list. Like, number three yes. for Best Gimmick was yes. Danhausen. Look, Dan Clonson is an acquired taste. Don't get me wrong. I'm not all for the cursing and stuff, but the whole curse of spell stuff, but I will admit when he does like the wind up, I think, I think that part is pretty funny when he does that, but besides that, the rest is stupid, <laughs> but so, seriously, anyways. look, they made big bill look like a bitch. Like you have a guy who could be a good performer for you. Like he's did a lot of good stuff on impact. Honestly, big bill 
William Morrissey was 100% more over in Impact than he is in AEW right now. And to have him struggle through two-segment match with Pockets, and <laughs> is that is that AEW's response to Roman Reigns by having Orange Cassidy do orange punches? Like, come on. Stop. Stop the pain. Speaking of stupid, Josh, Moxley, I'm pretty sure, is incapable of bleeding. And it's stupid because, of course, they air a promo of him streaming down his face. We were talking about this earlier. This was dumb. Speaking of care, dumb. Do you care about sorry, that match at all? Do you care no, about that match at all? No. I, I don't want to see two guys beat the holy living crap out of each other and just hit each other with light sticks and kendo sticks and basically try to murder each other on live television. Right. I do not care about this at all. Speaking of things I don't care about, we got a useless ladder match with a bunch of people that we haven't seen on oh, TV for, for a while for a shot at the TNT title. Now, and we talked about this last night, Josh. You were texting me about this. I'm glad Powerhouse Hobbs won. I like Powerhouse Hobbs. But I have absolutely no reason to care about him. Zero. And they also made Wardlow once again look like a bumbling idiot in this match after the post-match brawl. So... This was useless. I hated every bit about this. Yeah, this this ladder match was a reckless spot fest. Um, whether it was uh, Action Adretti, who I've now compared to uh, Jacob Cass, the, uh, the generic wrestler that you wrestle in in the WWE video games. Uh, <laughs> yes. Action, yeah, I compare it to him now. So Jacob Adretti does, botches a Falcon Arrow off a, a bridging ladder that, that that did not look good. That was sloppy. Oh. Um, again, it's it's crazy. Even in even in no disqualification matches, the referees make the match look even more stupid. Even to the point where Hobbs was climbing up to get it. Like, look, it's not the fact. I get the fact that you want to protect the towns and stuff like that, but visually and how that whole sequence with the referees on the outside before they came back into the ring to help Hobbs hold the ladder was stupid. And then, we got, of course, we got it wouldn't be a ladder match with Sammy Guevara without him doing a swanton bomb onto another ladder. Really killing himself. Yeah. Jackass. <laughs> Price tag on the jackass. And then, yes, I'm happy Hobbs won. But, to your point, they made Warlow look like the Biggest barista out there, like Starbucks yes. barista. They cut the hair now. This this whole match in general was a encapsulation of what's wrong with AW. The match was dumb. You have performers who are not over, and the match served no purpose. Correct. <laughs> okay. Ooh, Samoa Joe's on commentary. Oh, he's doing the same shit. Says has the same like. That was just a waste of time. What was next? Speaking of a waste of time, Chris Jericho took on Peter Avalon in the next match because all of a sudden Peter Peter Avalon has, you know, is getting TV time for some reason now to job yeah. to Chris Jericho. And guess what we got afterwards, Josh? Another useless post-match beatdown. Yeah, then we we didn't get enough of the JES in the ladder match, right? Because we had Daniel Garcia run in. We had uh, Stooge 1 and Stooge 2 in the, the the Mud Show Battle Royal, which we'll get to in a couple seconds. And then this match, too. Like, oh, my God, man. 
<laughs> I have, you know, I, I, as much as I don't care for Moxley and um, uh, Hangman, I care <laughs> even less about Jericho and Ricky Starks on Sunday. This match should no. not be happening. Ricky Starks no. already beat him. Wins and losses right. matter, pal. <laughs> right. No, it's and Ricky Stark deserves so much better than this, Josh. So much better than this. He he's another one that's got to get away from AEW if he wants any chance of making it in the wrestling business. Correct. Because Starks is awesome, but Jericho is not. Okay. Then we get a useless Hangman Adam Page promo, which I don't care about. Next. Um, we already mentioned the Christian Cage promo, which was great. We enjoyed that yep. very much. Why is Jungle Boy acting like The Undertaker all of a sudden? Uh, I don't know. That was stupid. <laughs> that was... That... Okay. Speaking of stupid, AEW does not deserve Hook. He looked great as all... Party looked like a complete joke. And the firm looks awful. I... The running limp man strikes again. Yeah, this this one was not one for the marbles, man. It was really, it was really at this part of the show last night, bro. Car, I'm like, I I don't feel as bad now that I don't have to transcribe AW anymore. Some things just aren't have, worth. I don't, the... I, I don't have to subject myself to bullshit <laughs> anymore. Some things just aren't worth the money. Correct. That's just one of it. Um. Tony Storm versus Riho was next. Uh, this was fine, I guess. It was just a generic Jones match. Um, then there's no consistency at all in this division. And guess what we got after this one, Josh? Another post match brawl. Yes. It's the coke It's the cokehead addict's favorite uh, trope uh, after birth brawls. Yes. Uh, that was their second one of the night. Keith Lee is joining another random tag team, but yet he was supposed to be a game changer. Yeah. Coming up live um, on TNT, it's Shane Strickland and Parker Boudreaux against Naturally Limitless. Why? Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Josh, the Casino oh, Battle Royal was next. Oh God. <laughs> okay, this was a twenty-minute. Go ahead. Let let me get on this because this was so freaking mind numbing that I feel like honestly I, I I joke around about us losing IQ points with AEW. I, I joke around about that, but I'm, I think we may need to be tested, Burkhart. I think we need like a psychological evaluation because what in the ever blue fuck was that match last night? Like it was an, you have, it was an attempted yeah. spot fest. Is what it was. You had pockets in fucking Dan clowns, and who were already in another match. Come in here and get the fourth spot. Out of all the good teams you could have picked out of there, top flight Lucha Brothers, the Butcher and the, the Baker and the Candlestick Maker on the outside. You could have had anybody else in this the fourth spot in this uh, four way match on Sunday. But you choose the fucking outlaw mud show geeks uh, because Trent and fuck Taylor were not able to participate in the match. Like, Jesus Christ, man. That match was stupid. I yep. get two shits about 
the four-way match, because guess what, Burkhart? Guess what we had after that? After birth brawl number three on the program. Josh, let's wrap this thing up with one final thing, and then we'll somehow reluctantly give our predictions for this for this uh, disaster that's going to happen this weekend. So, Josh, remind me, what is the main event, supposedly, of the Revolution pay-per-view this week? Can you tell me what yeah. that is? That'll be uh, Ed Jeff putting his AW World title on the line in an Iron Man match, a 60-minute yes. Iron Man match against Brian Danielson. Correct. Um how much time do you think they gave at the end to promote this match? You know, in, in a final confrontation or whatever. Uh, six minutes, tops. Correct. So you're telling me you're going to get me inspired for this by a six-minute closing the show promo. And I'm supposed to be excited about this match. I'll tell you right now, man. I got my concerns, man. I, I am worried for FJF. I really How so? am. How so? I, I'm, I'm not going to put it past Tony Khan in response to the fact that Sami Zayn did not beat Roman Reigns at the Elimination Chamber, that Brian Danielson will beat MJF on Sunday. Wow. Wow. I would not put it past him. I would not. Now, what I want is something that should not happen, but I am not putting it past this dirt sheet mark who is absolutely desperate at this point to get any credibility back in his favor, even though he just got a bunch of words that he didn't deserve in the first place. Um, I, I hope it doesn't happen, but as I was watching that whole promo, I, I would not be surprised if he watched out as the AEW champion. I would not. Yeah, same. I... I yeah. We'll get into our predictions here. In fact, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and get to our predictions, Josh. Any, anything else from Dynamite? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say uh, shout out to Renee Young's uh, Waterfall, the the finest export to come out of Toronto for sure. I think um, I think every week every week should be Renee Paquette Appreciation Night. Uh, correct. Let me make our picks. I'm going to do the excrement impression. Please. Then yes, we'll just yes. make the quick picks. <laughs> okay. Right. So let me take a sip of water. I got the card here. Great. Let's do this. <laughs> here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Coming to you live on Sunday. It's AEW Revolution live from the Chase Center in San Francisco, California. It's a no holds bar match fight featuring Christian Cage and Jungle Boy Jack Perry in the AEW World Trio Championship match. It's the Elite taking on the House of Black. It's a triple threat match for the AEW Women's World Championship as Jamie Hayter takes on Soraya and Ruby Soho. Next, we have Chris Jericho and Ricky Sars. The Jericho Appreciation Society is banned from ringside. And we have Samoa Joe put his AEW. TNT Championship Online against Wardlow. In the Texas Step Match, it's John Moxley taking on Hangman Adam Page. And we got a fatal four-way match for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. It's the Guns against the Acclaim, against Double J, Jeff Jarrett, and Jay Lethal, against the team of Pockets and Dan Clownson, Billy Gunn at ringside, Best Friends at ringside, Sanjay Dutt at ringside, Satna Singh at ringside your mother at ringside your girlfriend at ringside your ex-girlfriend your sneaky leak at ringside everybody's at ringside for this failed four-way match also the main event is for the aw world championship it's mjf against ryan danielson in a 60-minute iron man match 
More matches will be announced on Rampage. Make sure to get your tickets right now at AEWTIX.com. Repeat, that's AEWTIX.com. Bravo. Well done. Woo. <laughs> okay, Josh. Let's get into this. Uh, let's just do this real quick. I'm reading the card from CNET.com, and I'm going to read it in reverse order as they have it listed uh, on the thing. So first off, AEW Tag Team Championships. You mentioned this. The Guns versus the Acclaimed versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett versus Orange Cassidy and Dan Clausen. Uh, I'll take the champs to retain here, the Guns, just for no rhyme or reason, except maybe we'll finally get that heel turn. I don't know. I've got the Guns retaining. Who do you got? Uh, I got the guns rotating, and Billy Gunn will turn on the acclaim. Great. Next up, we have useless Chris Jericho to get the hell out of there, Ricky Stocks. Uh, I'll take Ricky Starks to get the win here. I think he needs it, but I also wouldn't be surprised if the Jericho Appreciation Society, well, that, well they can't get involved. Maybe there'll be a new member of the Jericho Appreciation Society that will reveal himself mm-hmm. somehow after the event, but I'll take Ricky Starks to get the win here. Going with Chris Jericho here because it's AEW. Okay. Yeah, good point. Uh, TNT Championship, Samoa Joe defending against Wardlow. Um, I'll Because they don't know what to do with Samoa Joe, I'll say that Wardlow wins the belt here and gets get gets into a nice match with uh, Powerhouse Hobbs next week. I've got Wardlow winning the TNT Championship. Uh, I'm going to go with Wardlow as well, but does change the fact that the TNT title is still rudderless. Next. Correct. Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy in what should be, what could be a great match. Uh, I'm going to take Jungle Boy here just because I think they need to end this feud and move on to something else. So I'm going to take Jungle Boy to get the win here. And maybe he'll go for a singles title, but who knows what that comes. I I swear, Josh, with singles titles in this company, they just pull a name out of a hat, and that's who we're going to book for the next six months. By the way, the TBS champion, where is she? Has that title meant anything at all? Has that title done anything for Jade Cargill's career? Uh, no, not great. Um, no. By the way, uh, I got I got Jack Perry waiting here. Dito Douche will uh, cost Christian Cage the match. My question to everybody watching and listening to this: Do we? Does, does, I get it's a grudge feud and stuff like that, but this really needed to be a no holds bar match when we already have a Texas staff and everything else that's going to be on this God forsaken show. It's Josh. The, the people that watch this, they want a stunt show. They want, you know, they want blood, death, guts, and spot fests and trampoline matches. Correct. That's what the people want. Okay. Um, in the worst division, perhaps in professional wrestling, the AEW women's division. No, not because of the women involved, but because of how they've been booked. Uh, Jamie Hader versus versus Ruby Sobo in a triple threat match. Um, I'll take Jamie Hader to retain here. Uh, there's just enough interference on some shenanigans here. I'll take Jamie Hader. Uh, I got Jamie Hader winning, and then there'll be some brief tension between her and the Dr. DMD because we can't get enough Britt Baker on AEW, right? <laughs> right. Um, okay, uh, Josh, remind me, who are the EVPs of AEW? Uh, that'll be Kenny Olivier and the Hardly Boys. Great. So as long as they're the EVPs, they will always have some sort of championship. So I've got them retaining at House of Black because why would anybody except them have a championship? Yeah. Uh, that gave it away to me when they did the whole attack on the stage last yeah. night. Yeah, that gave it away. So elite. Yeah. All right. 
<laughs> a Texas death match is next between oh, John, John Moxley. <laughs> no, Can they both nobody, lose? Right, exactly. Nobody wins here. <laughs> it's a no contest. <laughs> yeah. If I have to pick a winner, I'll take Hangman Adam Page, but I, I, I hope that neither of them win this. But I'll take Hangman Adam Page, I guess. Since you have to. I got John Moxley winning, and then Moxley will, will cut a promo with the scrum time about how he's a wrestling observer, wrestler of the year, and uh, I can bleed every match. I can move, move, move. Shut up, dude. Right. I can't stand it, dude. All right. And then the main event. Because for some reason, and they've had no build towards this, no yeah. sequencing of matches to get to this point. This is Correct. Mark booking. This is Mark booking 101. In fact, this should be a new class at Dipshit University is Mark booking 101. And here it is. <laughs> and here it is. Because he can, a 60-minute Ironman match between MJF and Brian Danielson. Now, do I think that this is actually going to be a good match? I do. I actually think this could be a good match because... It'll, it'll be a good match. Yeah, Danielson can make anybody look good, and MJF just keeps getting better and better and better. He knows what he's doing. I, I, I'm not now. This is not to say that I that I want to see this and I care about this match because I don't. But I think it will be a good match, and it will probably be the match of the night. Much like you, Josh, I am very concerned about Maxwell Jacob Friedman and what the book, the marking, uh, the the Mark Booker of the Year is going to do. That being said. I'm going to hold out hope. I'm going to take MJF to retain here. I, I hope that Tony Khan will do the right thing, but I wouldn't put him past him to not do it to try to, look what we do. We listen to our fans. But I'll right. take MJF <laughs> to retain here. I'll take MJF to retain here. Um, MJF retains either he uh, has the referee, like he pays off the referee to school, screw over. Uh, Danielson or Brian Danielson will win, and um, I think Tony Khan is desperate right now. It it would be so typical of AEW to have Brian Danielson become the champion just because Sami Zayn didn't become the WWE City Universal Champion. So um, I'm going, unfortunately, with Brian Danielson. No, no, okay. no. <laughs> there you go. And those are our predictions for a pay-per-view that I couldn't give two flying flips about. Josh, anything else you'd like to say this week about uh, our flagship segment? Um, in the words of Eddie Kingston, I quit AEW. <laughs> this has been What the Hell is Wrong with AEW. Hey, put your curse on you! All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much for uh, hanging out with us this week. A special 350 episodes of the Who's Podcast. Thanks to each and every single one of you for who've been rocking with us for these last seven years. I could not be more grateful and appreciative for everyone who takes the time to check out our shows. Whether we're doing it together, whether Brother Carter's via satellite, whatever the situation is over the last few years, we make we try to make sure that each episode is better than the last. And there's... We're, there's no turning back. We, we still have a lot to accomplish. Still a lot of fun to be had, and very grateful for everyone who's been hanging out with us. And there's still a lot of things to accomplish, and 
we have the best wrestling podcast that's out there, and it's thanks to people like you who support and uh, gives this chance. So we appreciate it. Uh, Brother Carter, man, I love you, my man. Uh, thanks for coming on today. Uh, 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 again, thank you for everything you've done for the show. Um, let everybody know what's going on with you and your world and uh, any plugs you want to make. Yeah, well, love you too, brother. It's thank you for allowing me some, you know, some no-name Joe Schmo wrestling fan to have a platform to just give his opinion. You know, that's really all this is, and I appreciate you very much, my friend. Yeah, you can definitely check out my work at WrestlingRumors.com. Wait, WrestlingRumors.net. Uh, WrestlingRumors.net, yeah, and you can check out my work there. I do some reporting there. Uh, you can also check out my work on DerekStoughton.com. You can see what I do in my professional life. Um, again, if you would like to support the Derek Stoughton Getting Married Fund, go to the knot.com, do a cert, or you can just search Derek Stoughton Wedding Registry. It should pop up on the knot, so feel free to give a donation there. We will take everything, every penny that we need. Um, <laughs> and you can follow me on the socials. Follow me on Twitter at Derek Stoughton. Follow me on Instagram at Derrico06. I try to bring relevancy to the name Jericho. I have tried very hard over the last years to do that. It's not working. And... Uh, there you go. So those are my plugs. That's what I'm up to. It's been a fun seven years, Josh. I'm looking forward to seven more. Yes, sir. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can follow me at Twitter if you like at the Who's Podcast. I am um, before I'm t- uh, not only the pro wrestling transcriptions on hiatus, but uh, since um in my furlough situation, it's gonna be it's gonna be a while till I do my next transcript, and hopefully that can change soon. Uh, I'll keep you guys updated what's going on with my professional work, but. Outside of that, my main thing I want to plug is this show right here. And uh, make sure to subscribe to our channel uh, on YouTube, like the video, uh, subscribe to our channels on all the different podcasting platforms that helps us expand the reach of the show. Um, always been open to any constructive feedback, good, bad, or different when it comes to the show. We, we want to gauge what you guys like. We want to know if you guys are actually paying attention and you know, we're not just doing it for the hell of it. Uh, I'm very grateful for the platform that we have, and I feel a debt of gratitude and responsibility to make sure that you guys' wrestling experience is more enjoyable than it is than the, most of the other shows you listen to where it's negative 99% of the time, and that's not the vibe that we have here for the Who's Pockets. But uh, for everybody that's been a part of it, to our main guys like Sam, Pat, Brandon, uh, what? Referee Tony, what? What? <laughs> Uh, my guy Eddie, uh, Mac, uh, shout out to you, good brother. Uh, everybody that supported the Who's Podcast, of course, Adam Daly, the, the man that I started the show with seven years ago. Love you, man. Um, and the same saves and every single one of you who supported the show. Um, so for Brother Carter, I'm Joshy. Do your best to survive AW Revolution. This <laughs> <laughs> and um, this has been episode 350 of the Who's Podcast. Keep it tight. Keep it moving. Remember, folks, be the authentic product that is yourself. And remember, nobody dictates the pace of your life but yourself and the man upstairs. For Bert Carter, I'm Joshy. We'll talk to you all next week. Yes, sir. I put your curse on you!